What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? The Real Coach JB, wake up with your boy this morning, live from the Slapstick Cigar Lounge and Studio. Uh, appreciate everybody joining me. Pound that like button, subscribe, become a member. If you're not one, uh, become one. We are in the building. I appreciate everybody. Uh, pound that like button. We're here sponsored by betonline.ag this morning using the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. And uh, you get your 50% off welcome bonus. Go today. Um, can't wait to discuss on this Minutes Monday. We got a lot going on. Zach Smith will join us. We'll get after it. A uh, bunch of barbershop banter. We're going to talk college quarterbacks college uh, quarterbacks returning, and then the best available college quarterback that the Bears may take in breaking news that they're interested in trading the number one pick. We'll see what that means, what it entails. We're going to get into that, break it up. Uh, we'll see if Matt McChesney can join us. He's been dealing with a bunch of weather and his kids, so we'll see if he can join us. We'll talk some more NFL football, talking about the draft and everything that that entails. And so much more. Can't wait to get into it. Make sure you head on over to CandidatesCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB and get you some fresh, clean cut dip. The cleanest way to dip there is CandidatesCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB. We're going to talk XFL football. Paxton Lynch. I mean, how many times has he become... How many times has he been drafted by somebody? We're going to break that down and the reason why. Uh, appreciate you. Yes, the lounge is comfy. The lounge is cool. We're chilling in here uh, in the lounge all the time. You know how it goes. Um, I got to be honest, though, dog. <laughs> California is bad. You know what I mean? We can't drive in snow. They've never had black ice. Uh, I, I don't understand. We're driving around this motherfucker like, We've never seen snow before. Guess you started with quote of the day. Zach's here. We're going to jump, jump right in. Quote of the day real quick so you know. Um, my only competitor is the person I was yesterday. That should be your mindset. That should be your only competitor. There ain't no competitor. It was, it was the person you were yesterday. Just so we're clear. Making sure that uh, you understand that. Um, Contrary to belief, brought to you by CandidateCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB, all caps. Um, let me put it on the ticker real quick before I bring Zach in. It's okay to let go, contrary to belief. You have created space for better things to enter your life. It's okay to let some of this bad shit go. Trust me. It's okay. It'll open up shit to allow new shit in, contrary to belief. It allows and has created space for better things. Uh, be strong and move on. It's time to be happy again, contrary to belief. Too many of you cats hold on to some bullshit. Contrary to belief, be good enough to forgive someone. Just don't be stupid enough to trust them again. That is contrary to belief. Uh, as Zach Smith joins us, we're going to break this thing down. Zach, what up? What up, man? Oh man, same old shit. I mean, I went wireless. I got the fancy wireless mics. I'm I'm sitting here now in the cigar lounge, chilling. I see, man. It looks great. Smoking a stick, man. You know, fuck it. Fuck I gotta it, man. get you out of here one day. I gotta... Huh? I said a six a.m. stogie. Nothing wrong with that. 
Hey, coffee and stogie, man. Shit is, is right. If I joke, if I spoke a strong one though, last last week Matt and I were arguing about uh taking opinions on uh on people that never played versus people that played, like these media personalities that give you these fucking, you know, and Matt, we're arguing and shit. And Matt's texting me like, you're not gonna even cuss me out or yell. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, I think I'm loaded as fuck. <laughs> Uh, I'm like, shit, I don't know if I can fucking cuss you out right now. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, there's a lot going on. Fuck, I got to show you this thing. We're, we're, we've had snow. Like, you know, we don't get snow in California. Motherfuckers right. get California snow. People are tripping out. This is how motherfuckers are acting right now. You see this video of this fuck? Oh, my no. God, dude. That party was so... Oh, I almost just kicked that rock. I'm not going to... That's the fucking people in California right now, Zach, driving. Well, it's fucking Uh, people that don't know how to deal with snow. Whenever they get a little bit, it just fucking shuts down the world, doesn't it? Dog, I I don't know if you saw my little video. I post I post a fucking video. Dog, I, I don't know how I'm alive right now. I did a full 360 in my truck on the freeway and i'm thinking what the fuck I, the back end wiggled a little bit i lost I, I felt like okay a tire blew out so i'm like all right i'm in the fast lane let me slow down get over so i i, I wait but dog soon as i lose the back end just lost it and i got a full i got a cigar in the mouth i'm just driving along listening to fucking 50 cent motherfucker spin zach i'm facing oncoming traffic on the freeway oh shit. going 80 dog and then i'm and then i fucking spin it spins me back lucky my dad was a truck driver dog i'm just sitting there fucking just kind of relaxed like whipping it the same way and i fucking i'm facing back normal again and i'm like how the fuck my heart didn't even beat zach because i don't think i realized what the fuck happened (laughs) so i finally merged over to get off and i get off real quick and pull over dog i don't have a one piece of rubber on the t- on the rim i saw the and picture I- of the rim i didn't know what happened that's wild as Come shit. On. i'm like how the fuck i'm going to the tire place this morning dog right after the show i'm like motherfucker i just bought those tires <laughs> and i'm like man and and dog i swear to god tent i get picked up waiting to get the truck picked up i get picked up we're driving on the same freeway to that to my house and i think black ice is real out here because this yeah. fucking honda accord in front of me loses it tries to break like an idiot fucking spin uh hits the center divider bounces off and dog drops falls off the freeway oh shit so i'm the 911 caller i <laughs> call 911 there's no one else on the freeway i call 911 holy shit and i'm like holy fuck dog what the fuck is happening out here were they all right I don't know. I couldn't stop. I was in a tow truck. Oh shit. Tow Damn. truck guy was like, fuck. I was <laughs> like, dog. Well, hey, we're on Menace Monday. Uh, make sure you follow Zach, Minister Sports on YouTube, on Twitter. Uh, he does everything. He does spaces, fucking Patreon. Make sure you follow him. He does short, fat, skinny, and tall. I thought I did a lot. Zach does it all. Uh, make sure you follow him. Man, there's a lot going on. Uh dog. I want to know. I want to show you some. I want to show you a video real quick of the Lakers comeback win last night. That's after. That's after the Lakers won. He's hugging Mavericks. 
these motherfuckers, like they, the Mavericks lose or win? Man, it. Who, who win the game right there, Zach? Did the Lakers win or the fucking Mavericks blow a big ass lead? <laughs> There's no way to tell based on that video. Like, dog, do you not see this trending like as a yeah. as the norm? I mean, I, I think it's 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 societal issues, but it's it, and basketball is the worst of them all. I mean, these motherfuckers half. I mean, shit. Half the problem is they'll probably be teammates tomorrow. <laughs> like, I, they, I know. They, I know. They move, so, move so many teams. It's hard to like dislike your opponent. You might play for that team tomorrow. Hey, I saw Jason Kidd said uh, after blowing the lead. Jason Kidd's like. Jason's all right. You know, Jason's my age. We played against each other in high school. He's like, we need to grow up. And I started, I'm looking at all these things, and I go back online, and I see Steve Nash say, we need to grow up. And I saw fucking, what's his name in Cleveland's uh, cat that's at Clippers now? We need to grow up. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, huh, common, common fucking denominator is Kyrie Irving, I think, ain't it? <laughs> like, is this motherfucker not at every place the coach says we need to grow up? I'm it's like, not- dog, this motherfucker's a cancer, bro. I'm like, wait till this motherfucker in the two weeks wants to go back and play with LeBron. Oh, yeah. It, it, I can't stay in the NBA. I really can't just because it's, it's, it's comical, especially because it used to be the polar opposite. Like, it, the NBA has made such a shift. Like, back, you know, 20 years ago, the NBA was fucking raw. And oh, yeah. tough, tough as shit. Like, people might get... Their head taken off on a court. Now they're they're smiling, hugging, kissing babies. Like it, it's there's no. I know they compete a little bit on the court, but there's that, that competitive fire is not there. It's like they're just they're more competing with with scoring titles and trying to put up the number of you know most points and get get rebounds and that, that's that's what they're competing with is stats. They're not competing against another team. Like they don't have a a disdain for the other team like like they used to. Fuck no. Uh, the NBA, NFL, we're trading, signing jerseys. That's clearly not the same as it was. I mean, it's just a lot of shit, dog. I'm seeing it everywhere. High school, youth football. I mean, there's just no hungry. There's no hunger no more. There's no, no hunger no more. Michael Jordan said, uh, I got this thing I want to show you because since we're talking about it, Michael Jordan said this, Zach, in 2005, he said, 20 years from now, you will never see someone play sick or get on the floor with a sore ankle. He said that in 2005. He was dead ass right. <laughs> he was dead ass right. I was like, shit. Hey, so some college transition, some college football. We ain't talked. I ain't talked to you. I know you do it every day. Uh, I saw this uh, recent deal on the, on the uh, of course, the portal's about to hit. Um, this, this is hit. Uh, let me ask you this. What is, uh, what is the new rule now? Is it in effect? One-time transfer? Is that legit or is that next year? Oh. I, I I don't think they they are sticking to a one time transfer. I mean that, that that's been the rule. They reinforce that that is the rule, but people are still transferring the fourth time. I mean JT Daniels transferred a fourth time, and he's going to be immediately eligible. So <laughs> the only thing they have done, which is kind of stupid, but is they've created these windows when you can only go in the portal in these windows. And so now a kid like that says, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna transfer." It's like, well, you can't until the end of April, but okay. Sounds good. Like, why are you telling us now? You can't go in the portal. Nobody can talk to you. Nobody come can come get you out of the portal, which we all know is bullshit. I mean, these people, the minute he says he's going to the portal, every yeah. school's calling him and trying to talk to him. But they, they they put these windows in place, and that's about the only thing that I've seen where they, they're trying to, to actually enforce and stick to it. 
So this right here, this this kid here, this was a tra this was just a, a brand new kid last year at LSU, right? Yeah. And he so has he played there? Uh, that's a great question. I don't, I don't, I don't. Let me let me look him up. I can't remember what uh what year he was. Doug, I thought it said twenty three signee. I, th I, I thought he was a true freshman. So wait, can you can you can you transfer if you haven't played yet? Oh yeah. You can transfer. I mean, I know you, you I know you can't. I'm saying, I'm saying I'm talking about before you enter campus. I mean, basically, you either transfer. I, I don't you can't transfer until you've arrived on campus because you're not technically uh, enrolled. But but that's I mean, what's they, happening with this fucking Florida quarterback that demanded a let me out, right? Yeah, that's you gotta if if you haven't enrolled yet, you have to you have to get let out of your NLI. Um but it's 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 a fucking wreck. Like I got the school would have to let him out of his NLI unless he enrolled early and and came on campus in January and started taking classes. Then he could transfer because he's actually an active student athlete at LSU. But if he hasn't enrolled yet, he has to get let out of his his NLI to kind of seek another opportunity. Oh my goodness, dog! I, I I I stopped fucking with it. I don't know how you keep up. I just said fuck it. I'm not gonna listen. I'm not gonna. Even try yeah. So to keep it, up it says here he enrolled. So he enrolled in January. He was an early out. So he's been there two months. Yeah, he's been there two months, uh, a month and a half, and now he's he he, he doesn't like it. <laughs> dog, is that what it says though? I, I mean, wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what it says. The thing is, he was a. He, he was the 549th ranked player in the country. Like, it's not like this was some five-star prima donna. He's a three-star out of Georgia that went to, you know, went to LSU. You think that's, I mean, it's not going to be, you're not going to come in and dominate right away. Zach, you are thinking that nowadays with these kids and their fucking Twitter peer pressure buddies that are telling them, oh, dog, you were, you were the man in high school. You ain't going to play now? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what they see on Twitter. And now they got to enter a transfer because you know what, Coach? Zach, you know as I know. I, we got, I got former players in the chat. Oh, they playing me. They playing me. I, I'm out of here. They playing me. Motherfucker, you haven't even got through winter conditioning yet. I mean, he, hadn't even, he, he didn't even make it to spring ball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God damn. You ain't even hit a weight room yet. Have you hit the weights yet on, with your no, fucking yeah. office? He hadn't even put on an LSU helmet yet. God damn, <laughs> he dog. He buckled that shit up one time. <laughs> but, Zach, let me ask you something. I, I, we always bring around and go around in circles with this. Like, and I bring it back every time I, I get to talk to you about certain shit. I'm like, dog, at what point, Zach, is the coaches <laughs> or are the coaches around America going to say, you know what, dog? We're good. We're not going to fuck with a guy that hasn't even gone through a month and a half at the school you were just signed to. So guess what? We're not going to fuck with you. Go ahead and good luck. Stay in that portal. And maybe it'll start sending cats back to Juco when you deny their asses. But we're not, dog, because all these sorry-ass schools trying to keep up with the Joneses have yeah. to think they got to grab this motherfucker because he went to LSU. Yep. I mean, it's 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 gonna happen, and it's already started happening in the upper upper tier schools where they're they're not fucking around with this um, this nil conversation. But with, when a kid's a recruit, like Nick Saban said it, Kirby Smart said it, Ryan Day said it. That if a kid comes in only talking about money, they're gonna they're just gonna tell him to go somewhere else. It's like, damn, you just talk about, about three, three of the top five programs in the country. You they're not gonna even entertain it, and that's that's just gonna 
that's what it's going to be at the upper echelon. And then the very bottom tier, like the Mac schools, they're not even going to entertain it because they don't have any money. It's good. It's, it's always going to be like, you know, that seven out of 10 girl that's in a friend group with a bunch of hot chicks. Yeah. And yeah. she's, you know, her face is a little beat, maybe a little overweight. She'll do anything. She'll, she'll suck your dick at the dinner table. It's like that school, the Miamis of the world that want to yeah. be Bama. Yeah. They want to be Ohio yeah. State so bad. They're the yeah. ones that are going to be like, we have all kinds of money. Come check us out. Do you think Saban kind of got the, the the dinner table conversation started with those guys and was like, "Look, dog, let's let's start shutting this shit this this pipeline down. We do it, everyone else will start to do it, or we do it and everyone else will take them and implode anyway off these shitbirds." Well, that's that's the reality, right? You let a kid go to Miami and make a million dollars, and all of a sudden he realizes Miami sucks. They're not developing him. He's going to enter the portal. You can go get him then. <laughs> All right, so college football returning quarterbacks. I wanted to break this down. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard any new rumors. Caleb Williams, is he, is he excited to be back at SC, knowing he could have been the first pick? Is he going to play this year? Are we the first fucker to sit out the whole year? Uh, he's got to be number one on everyone's uh, college football, Heisman returning watch list, right, as the best quarterback in football. Do you see, yeah. you see him as the best college football quarterback right now? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's the best, he's the best playmaker. I, I, I love Drake May at North Carolina. Um, do you like him? I do. I, the, the three that I have kind of in a class of their own are those two and, and Sam Hartman, the, the kid that transferred from Wake to Notre Dame. Those I'm with the, you on him. I think he's the most NFL ready guy. Yeah, he definitely is. And I think Drake May will be this, that second guy. And then Caleb Williams, he's a dynamic player. He, he he's he kind of reminds me of Bryce Young a little bit, just a guy that kind of can. It, make plays with his feet, really good throwing on the run, just dynamic, electric. Um, so those are the three that I think are poised to be first-round quarterbacks. And then you got a bunch of guys that still got a lot a lot to prove when it comes to the NFL, guys like, you know, Michael Penix Jr. at Washington, Bo Nix at Oregon. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of them. Jaden Daniels at LSU, um, Jordan Travis at Florida State. Uh, there, there's a lot of guys that have potential. They could have a, really have a breakout year next year, but based on what they were last year, it's, you just you just can't call them that yet. You, you know, they, they got to have some serious growth in this offseason. No, I didn't even know that was Mark May's kid. I didn't either. That's Mark I, May's kid? You didn't know that till right now? Fuck no. <laughs> well, I don't like that motherfucker anymore. <laughs> I, don't, hey, I, I can't stand Mark fucking May. And Mark I was May's like, fucking he was thing. horrible. He was right there with Desmond Howard. And I'm like, fuck, you guys are horrible listening to. That's Mark May's son, man. I found that out a couple weeks ago, I think. My boy Steve Kim, who loves you, he watches your show every day. He's a huge, like a fucking encyclopedia of fucking walking. He was like, yeah, that's Mark May's kid. I'm like, damn, I didn't know that. Um, crazy, huh? <laughs> so, so hold on. Which Mark May is it? Shit, only Mark May I know is the light-skinned black fat dude, right? That used to be on the ESPN. No, this is a different guy. I'm looking it up right now. His dude's name is Mark May, but this is a white dude that played quarterback in North Carolina. Really? Yeah. Isn't the kid? Isn't the kid mixed? No, he's white. Really? Yep. Steve, I mean, Kim, like, I gotta have a I'm talking like nerdy white too. Like, looks <laughs> like. Not not even like, like swagged out white. <laughs> looks like Stidham. Yeah, Stetson Bennett. I got to have a talk with Steve fucking Kim. He fucked me. 
Uh, I mean, technically he's wrong. Maybe, he's maybe, maybe that's what Mark May is talking about, though. Maybe Mark May that played quarterback. I don't know. Well, he's the type of guy, that, like you said, he's an encyclopedia. Like, to him, Mark May, who played at North Carolina in 1987, should be relevant to everyone. I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't – yeah, exactly right. He, he may be talking exactly about that motherfucker like he – like we're supposed to know him. I'm like, yeah, no, like no, 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 white Mark May, motherfucker. I don't know <laughs> white Mark May. I can't have. I can't wait till tomorrow. I said that's white Mark May, motherfucker. I don't know who white Mark May is. Right. Um, <laughs> like somebody, somebody, daddy named Stephen A. Smith, and we're supposed to know it's some fucking random dude. I'm like, God damn, uh, dog. <laughs> I'm walking around this motherfucker. I've been saying mediocrity is new excellence every single day, and I'm like. Dame Lillard had 71 last night. I guarantee you right now he's going to be on ESPN and they're going to be slobbering on his balls like he's the next Jordan. I'm like, he should have scored 71. He's loading man is the last fucking three weeks. Yeah. I'm like, he should be a little fresher every so every two two weeks in the in-between games. I'm like, dog, this, this load management shit is unbelievable, but that's what we're seeing. Georgia's D-tackle, Jalen Carter says, I'm not going to go to the combine. Um... If you didn't see that, it came out this morning. Uh, I'm not going to go to the combine, he said. So, you know, he's already going to get scooped up probably fairly quickly. Uh, I wanted to go through this with you real quick with this draft order um, because today breaking news hit that the Bears are now um, entertaining trading number one. What yeah. does that mean? I don't think that necessarily means Justin Fields is in harm's way, but Justin Fields came out and said, can we build a dome? I'm tired of the wind and all this old shit. So I'm like, well, this is the draft order. If the Chicago Bears trade that one up, who in your estimation is the most NFL-ready QB coming out? Ooh, that's tough. I mean, I – I like Bryce the best out of all the quarterbacks. I think if CJ CJ really helped himself playing the way he played in that Georgia game, um, and then they're going to have a bunch of people like Anthony Richardson. I, I read something today, uh, yesterday. Anthony Richardson is a combination of like Cam Newton and oh, fuck. fucking like Josh Allen. And you're like, Jesus Christ. The, the kid was so inconsistent in Florida. I know he's big. I know he has a big arm. He's talented. But you can't overhype you know, in just qualities over actual game film. Like, how did he play the game? So I, I would pro I would think that Bryce and CJ, that's the conversation. I know people love Will Levis out of Kentucky because he had a, a great year two years ago. Um, but he was he's average. Got a big, shit. Oh, he's got a big whip, right? Big arm. Yeah, he's got a massive arm. Um, yeah, it's unbelievable. Quick release, but I've seen guys like that so many times in these NFL drafts where it's like, yeah, big arm, film was just okay. Like, you can miss me with that bullshit. I'm not taking that kid in the top 10. So if, if Chicago really entertained getting rid of C, uh, Justin Fields, like that team is shit right now. You oh. argue the Bears. I, I would argue the Bears have what second worst <laughs> roster in football to the Houston. Yeah. I, I would say to Houston, they're probably second worst roster. Yep. So if you got the second worst roster and you get rid of Fields and you bring in a Q. Like, I don't know if it matters who you bring in from college, Zach. They, they, they're going to get fucking no. demolished just like we, Justin did year one. Right. We already watched it with Justin, right? Like, I'm not saying he played great or or he, you know, he didn't have some bad throws, but he had no chance. And so you just trade Justin and, and bring in Bryce Young. What the fuck does Bryce Young have? He still's got nothing. Like, And you're a rookie, who... Zach. How many rookies ball out in None. the league? Never, never happens. <laughs> like, 
Mahomes benefited from sitting out behind Alex Smith. Aaron Rodgers benefited from behind being behind Favre. I think yeah. I think Jordan Love, if he does end up being the guy this year, I think he benefited just through pure osmosis from Aaron yeah. Rodgers. And then, no and I agree. What about the kid? Do you, do you like the kid? I recruited the kid out of high school, uh, the Kyler Trask kid from, that that never played in high school at Manville in Houston. Yeah. You know, you recruited that area, I'm sure, a lot. I'm yeah. like, dog. Kid never played, but he stuck it out, played all four years there, and backed up Tyreek Hill or whatever his name was. or uh, Derek King. Derek King, I'm sorry, King. And uh, he balled. He got me some money the other day in the XFL. Uh, I'm like, dog, you backed him up, didn't fucking play, go to Florida, and now you behind Tom Brady the last few years. I bet you that motherfucker ends up being pretty good now if he ends up being a starter. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's got a chance. I wasn't in love with him coming out of Florida, but – but I mean that's that's a hell of a story though. I mean that kid came. Hell yeah! How the fuck he got an offer to Florida? I mean he had he had a bunch of small school offers and then Florida pulled the trigger on a kid that never played in high school. Like, you, know that shit never that? you know the story on that? It, no. The motherfucker. So I know the head coach real well. I had like five Manville kids at Indy, uh, all ballers. Uh, the head coach sends a kid to a bunch of camps on a little yeah. one, one of those little nationwide tours. He just sent them on all these little different, you know, how all the camps and shit. Oh, he yeah. goes down to Florida. He just had a – he looked fucking – he's big. He's physical. He throw, He rips it. And uh, and they're like, fuck, where are you at? And then they're like, you know, I'm, I'm here. So they, they come to school expecting to see him, and it's King starting. Yeah. And they're like, dude, what's going on, coach? And they're like, dude, I got this kid. Yeah. And he's already committed to Houston, and he's going to stay home. And uh, he's like, you shitting me. He's like – we like him so much, man. We're gonna we're gonna take him. The motherfuckers actually just pull the trigger, which you don't really see, right? You don't see a trigger no. guy on a camp kid like that. No, not. A, I mean, you, you got to have usually you got especially a quarterback. You got to have film to back it up because a kid could have a good day throwing the ball in t shirt and shorts at, at camp. Yeah, you got to yeah. see him play the game. Hell yeah, like like fucking Derek Carr. Um, right. Motherfucker looks good in pants and shit, but you know he's fucking garbage. So. Yeah. If the Bears traded Fields, you would take who? Bryce Young. God, he's going to get fucking lit up. Uh, shit, I feel bad for whoever they take. <laughs> no, they have no O-line, Zach. They have no D-line. They have no wideouts. They have no fucking – so you're, you're going to get scored on. Then you're going to expect your rookie to come in and lead the fucking team down and score a bunch of points. Like, come on, man. Uh Allen in the chat said they'll take C.J. Stroud because of his size. I'm like, dog, it doesn't really matter. Justin Fields is a stud. Cam Newton was a big freak of nature that got rocked year one. Like, they're going to get lit up in this thing. <laughs> yeah, they, got, they, they got a whole roster rebuild to do. All right, so Ohio State looks like uh, looks like our man Harrison staying, right? Yep, he said, well, at least for now. So wait up, he can fucking leave still. Oh, he can still leave. Yeah, you can so leave. The rule, the, I'm confused on this rule. It ain't mean. It don't mean shit then. I mean, the only thing they did was they made it so you can't leave in July, right? You can't leave in February. Like they basically made it you can leave after season or after spring ball, and that's it. There's no other times you can leave. I don't get it, dude. It's, 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 so he, he can leave, which fucks the team in, let's say, June. 
Yeah, the end of April is his window. He could jump in a portal, and after spring ball, there's like a 14 or 15 day window at the end of April. He could jump. He could go. In, anyone could go in the portal and transfer. But then once that window closes, if you want to transfer, you, that portal doesn't open again until after the season. All right, so you know enough about the NFL to know if the Bears kept Justin Fields, trade the number one pick, let's say to the Colts or whoever. Uh, let me pull this up again. Who do you see, Bryce? You, you're you're saying Bryce Young is the first college ready or NFL ready guy off the board in college. You think if no. the Bears were to trade, I think they could trade to the Colts or the Houston or whoever. If Houston gets it, they take. Still, you believe they should take Bryce Young number one, regardless. Yeah, I mean, I think if the Bears trade out one, whoever moves there is definitely taking a quarterback because everybody knows Houston is definitely taking a quarterback at two. So those those first, if the Bears do trade out, you're going to go quarterback, quarterback, one, two, I would imagine. And so now it's, you just got to look like this. Houston want to have their pick of the litter. Do they actually trade up one spot just to make sure no one can jump them? Or does a team like the Colts or the Jets, do they just kind of sell their franchise to get to that number one pick? And uh and get the guy they love. Dog, but they keep taking cues, and they're fucking horrible. And I'm yeah. like, dog, you, you take a QB every year, and you fire your coach every year. Like, when are you going to realize it's your ass? Like, Houston has a problem in the NFL, but I, I don't know. Are you Are you going to go – are you going on any, like – are you going to go watch spring ball anywhere? Um, I, I don't know yet. Uh, I've talked to a couple couple coaches that I know at Penn State, Florida State, Tennessee, and just some places that I, I'm intrigued with. I mean, it's I could go watch Ohio State. I probably will watch Ohio State just because it's local. But hey, you could go to Bama or Georgia, but it's like those are the teams we already pretty much know about. I mean, all three have a quarterback battle, so it's not, not like there's nothing to find out. But I'm curious, like, who's that next team going to be? Who's going to be the TCU of 2023? Like, Florida State's the one to me that looks loaded. And they got their quarterback coming back. Mike Norvell's the, everything about the trajectory of the program and the momentum is in the right direction. And I'm just I'm curious if Florida State can be that surprise team this year. Zach, I got to be honest. I think I don't think anyone ever knows, and I think it's going to be somebody every year because of how watered down this thing is on how the transfers occur. NIL, anyone can win at any many any given moment. I mean, I, I don't know, dog. I don't know. It's just to me, it's like, dog, what? Anyone can win now, in my yeah. opinion. I don't know. Um, I got to ask you, though, two white dudes, we got to bring up this topic. <laughs> Dion's hot right now and bothered. Uh, everyone's bashing him. And basically, the black coaches in America are bashing him from the video he did. I've, I, I've actually talked about it on Barstool last week. So he basically says, Zach, okay, D Lyman, I want some hungry motherfuckers, mostly single parent homes. I want some fucking QBs that are from both parents. I want O line from both parents. Zach, please explain to the common fan that that is what it is. Like this is recruiting the fucking college, the na the nation, and what the college landscape's pool of kids are. Yeah. They're single parent kids that we recruit at wide out. DB running back, and then they, they they and then everyone, all these dick riding haters come out and talk to me, talking shit to me. Oh well, Dion's own kid is from a two parent home. I'm like, dog, are you fucking? Do you realize there's outliers and everything? Like, there's outliers and everything we do. There's good, good. I said, yeah. Uh, this is the number one thing I get, Zach. The two best DNs are white. <laughs> Yeah, the 97 other DNs are black. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Max Crosby and Bosa 
are the two outliers, motherfucker. Yeah, you can. You got the guy in Cincinnati. Oh, hey, listen, listen now, it's one thing to to break it down black and white. The, the Bosa, Nick and Joey Bosa's dad was like a, a first round draft pick. Their uncle Eric Kumro, their mom's brother, was the number one overall pick in the draft. Like they came from NFL bloodlines. It's Fuck not like dude. they're just some white kid that happened to be a freak. I mean, that shit was like breeding racehorses. <laughs> no shit. I'm like. But I'm, I'm saying, like, I want to just break this down to let these cats know that this is a real discussion in rooms. Like, in recruiting rooms, oh, we're it sitting is. there talking about this, right? We're like, hey, dog, you know, fuck, you know, he's got, he's, he's got his mama only. We got to go to Louisiana. We got to get this D-tackle. He's, he's, his mama is the, is, is, the, is the decision maker. We got to go find it. Like, this is common. He's not yeah. saying nothing. And I've seen yeah. all these black media personalities bashing Dion, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? This is your this is your one time opportunity to get a power five coach in a as a black coach in there, and you're trying to talk to him about leaving Jackson State still. Yeah, well, you know what it is. I mean, I got I got two issues with this. All these fucking people that want to make it a bigger issue than it is, just to sound woke and sound cool and and sound like they're standing for their people against all forms of oppressors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. fucking. It's just like you want to smack the fuck out of them. Be like, shut the fuck up. Like, talk about talk about a post route or something. Something that's actually like entertaining and valuable. But the other side is this: Dion, Dion's just wrong. Like, I have seen plenty of badass first round draft pick O linemen that had just their mom. I've seen when you talk about whiteouts. Most of my kids were single parent homes, but Terry McLaurin had both parents. He's a fucking dog. Like, and when you talk about single parent homes, most of the time, 99.9% of the time, they're talking about a single mother, right? Well, Michael Thomas had a single single parent home, but it was just his dad. And so he wasn't raised soft. Like, he he was one of the best receivers I had. Him and Terry were probably one and two. Both of them came from a different scenario. And it also, at the same time, I had not, not every single parent home is the same. I recruited a whiteout from South Florida. His mom was a nurse and babied him and, like, that motherfucker came to Columbus and wanted out so bad to go, go back home to his mommy. And then I got another kid from South Florida. His mom was a badass, kind of kind of a little bit hood. And that motherfucker was tough as shit. He didn't give a fuck. If, if he said, if, if we were going to Russia to, to go to college and he thought he could go to the NFL, he was going. So, like, every home is different. Every dynamic is different. Like, and for him to categorize it like that, it's like, all right. I mean, I get what he's saying. I understand the intention behind it, but it's just not entirely accurate. That we we get the intention because the stereotype is out there, right? And and he's basically stereotyping saying, okay, the whiteouts are a black single mother, D tackles are a black single mother, the the DBs a black single mother, and we know that not to be true, and we know that it is true, especially when you recruit JUCO. That is probably ninety percent accurate, but like dog, to be honest. Like, think about this shit that he said, and I'm sitting there like, the people are taking this shit so big. Half the time he does shit, he's doing it for clicks so he can get attraction, oh, yeah. so he can get oh, recruits no. and get people over there. And you know, everyone gets offended for something. They're gonna, you're never going to please the fucking masses. You're you're only going to please certain people. So it doesn't matter what he said, he's going to take heat. So like, no or whoever takes says some shit, he's going to take heat. And I'm but like. People love, like you said, the outliers. I mean, I talked about on my show, like I, I, I don't, I don't shy away from it. Like I coach receivers. I never recruited white kids ever because the couple that I got kind of because they were from Ohio, like from Cleveland or some shit, they all stunk. 
And it's like, yeah, I'm I'm not like racist. It's not that I don't want a white kid that plays receiver. I just haven't found one that can play at Ohio State at a really high level because they're just not out there. <laughs> exactly. Or and, running like, back. And and guess what? Black people are faster. <laughs> We're allowed to say that. It's fucking no true. Shit. No shit. And I'm like, I'm like, dog. I don't. People don't realize that shit. Like you do understand there is a truth to what the stereotype is. Like sometimes. I've recruited a shitload of big white old linemen that have single moms or yeah. even single dads. Yeah. And uh, dog, I recruited a kid, Zach. I roll up to the house to recruit this motherfucker. He's in the street fist fighting with his mom. Jesus. Like, I'm not lying. Fist fighting in with his mom in Compton and fist fighting. And this motherfucker could not read. He didn't know how to read. I, I'd, I'd pick him up five in the morning every day, take him to school, and teach him how to read. I'd read with the motherfucker every day. His high school coach did the same thing, read with him every day. And I'm like, Doug, those are kids that used to come to school, though, on a, on a, after they signed. First of all, they signed sight unseen, Zach, for me. Yeah. These are the best ones, right? We want to stereotype something. This is a kid. I'm a stereotype. The kid that comes sight unseen, knock off, I don't need us to come visit. I want the fuck out of this place, right? Yeah, right. They show up with a stick and a white t-shirt balled up with all their shit. Underwear, fucking socks, and that's it. One bag. Yeah. The motherfucker that shows up with the BMW <laughs> and the fucking girl, and they're shitty. They're not going to fucking make it. Yeah. Like, it's just, that's a stereotype right there if we want to really talk about it. How many cats really come to your place that are fucking hungry to come to Ohio and, and fucking Columbus, deal with the snow in the winter, the freezing rain, all the shit that are from Florida, Cali, all these sunny places. Dog, that, that hunger matters, in my opinion. And that's oh, like yeah. you said. Like you said, though, every household's different. Like, I've had kids that are from broke-ass fucking shitholes who have been completely bitch-made and able kids. Yeah, but listen, there's pussies everywhere. There's pussies in the hood. Right. There's pussies in the suburb. And guess what? There's tough motherfuckers in the suburbs sometimes, too. Just because oh, your family right. had money doesn't mean you weren't raised tough. I promise you, my kids, I, I, if there's one thing I know, my exactly. son is not going to be a bitch. He is not going to exactly. be a pussy. I don't care how much money I have, how spoiled he is. He is being raised to be a tough fucker. No shit. And I've, I've had a shitload of both parents in the home, centers, tackles, guards. Yeah. Be some tough asses too. I go to the house, they got a fucking dip in their mouth fucking the dad has a dip he's got a fucking deer head on the fuck over the tv hey chance Maine, he's at colorado right now motherfucker was tough as shit his dad's got a lot of money and yeah. a motherfucker got oh, a lot of money got both family the bosses go- went yeah, to bosses. Pri- bosses went to private school in south florida nice ass house both fa- both parents they got they were divorced both parents had money like they came from a great background tough I mean, it's the toughest two dudes I ever saw. Zach, it's all about the parent, dog. Parents are failing these kids at an all-time rate. I don't give a fuck. It There's is. so many excuses out there. We are ex- we got excuses for excuses now, dog, instead of talking about the parent. I'm like, quit making fucking excuses on where you're from and shit. Like, dog, there's too many of that shit. Too much of that shit going on. I'm like, yeah. how about the Hutchinson kid? I think he's got two rich-ass fucking white parents. Fuck yeah, he does. His mom and Aiden Hutchinson, right? Show. And his yeah, mom right? is a fucking smoke show. Yes. <laughs> Bro, his she's, sister. She's, you know he has sisters too? 
Oh, his sister. I don't know how old they are, so I don't know if I'm gonna comment on them. But his sisters are very nice young ladies. But his mom can get it. <laughs> how about Zach? How about how about uh, how about fucking uh, the Mormon milf hunter? <laughs> Zach Wilson. How about how about his mom? Oh yeah, she can get I, it I too. Mean, I you know I don't know. Let me ask you this before you get out of here. Matt and I talked about last week about opinions in this media people and, and my boy Braden Fajoko I have on the show all the time. He's a D tackle for the Chargers right now. Polynesian. I know his family forever. Polly's a different, you know how Polly's are. They're, they're going to be loyal. They don't give a fuck. They don't, they're going to work hard. They're going to, they, they're scared to death of their parents just failing them. So they're going to fucking never fuck up really. Yep. Uh, he said that I, I, it's like me, it's like me commenting on a pilot, uh, a jet fighter, and telling him that he should have made a fucking left and did a fucking twist and fucking came up underneath and shot the fucking plane from the back when he's never flown a plane. Right. He's like, I'm tired of hearing these motherfuckers who have never played. So Zach combats it with me. He's like, hey, so you're telling me if you never played, um, you couldn't be as good. And I'm like, I'm taking the word of the player over the word of the analyst that never played. I didn't say he does. he won't know it or do the research to learn it. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying right. I'm going to take the word over the experienced, hands-on guy. Um, where are you at with that? I think it's like anything else. We can go. We can go back to the conversation we just had. Like, there's going to be an outlier every now. There's going to be a Mike Leach every now and then. Dude never played football. Was a fucking lawyer, and he just smart as shit. Studied the game, learned it, and he really knows what, or knew. Rest in peace. What the fuck he was talking about? But that is so rare for somebody that never played the game. Charlie so like, Weiss, there's a few guys, right? Man, yeah, Gino. And, but for the most part, almost 98% of the time, if you didn't play, you probably don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So for the most part, that's that's accurate. Now, every now and then, you're going to get a guy, you're like, oh, well, not this guy. He's fucking brilliant. <laughs> I, I, I'm the same way. Now, the argument we had was Matt was talking about how the greatness of Mike Leach and all this. And I said, listen, my opinion, first of all, let's be clear. Opinions are opinions. There's naysayer opinions. There's opinions of people on Twitter who never do anything but bad groceries at Walmart. And then you have guys like Matt, myself, yourself, who I consider having a professional opinion. Right. We have a professional opinion. Now our opinion has some merit behind it because we have hands on fucking 20 plus years experience in this matter. So I say, I'm going to lean on Matt, Zach Smith. If I want to talk to co about some fucking college football right now, I'm going to call Zach Smith over anybody. Yeah. And then I'm going to call Matt if I want to talk about O-line, D-line. Like, yep. I'm not going to talk to fucking some guy on fucking Twitter or on ESPN that never played. Right. So then you have the outlier, like you said. But my point is, the argument we got was, I said, listen, I love Mike Leach to death. I've been in a lot of, in a lot of rooms with the dude. But I said he never really won anything. No, he didn't. And I, I said, the fact of the matter is we judge these cats on winning and losing. You wouldn't be talking how great Nick Saban was if he has never won a natty. No. So my point is, my opinion, which was it's an opinion because it's not a debate because debates have like facts behind it. There's no fucking facts in this. But my opinion is if Mike Leach actually played – and was in the locker room bleeding, sweating, and crying with players and actually had the intricacies of a locker room, it might have got him over the hump. That was my yeah. only argument that we got into. And I was like, you never know, guys that play a little bit. And then we have on the other side, Matt, you got, I mean, Zach, you got fucking, 
Singletary, who was the fucking one of the best linebackers ever, who was a fucking horrible coach. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it goes both ways, but I'm saying, like, I just think if the cat would have would have uh, used everything he had, PhD, law school, right here in California, went to Pepperdine, fucking, you know, smart as shit. But he never got over the hump. He never really won anything of, yeah. of any major, major game. So that's my point. I was like, I just think if he had played, it might have helped him. Belichick wasn't a big-time fucking Alabama corner. But you know right. what? He played at a D3. He fucking – but he played. Right. He played the game. And I think that weighs – I think that helped him in the locker room knowing what buttons to touch, push, yeah. when to pull back on a kid, when to push a cat. Like, I think those things matter. That's all I my, I was saying. So that's no, like I think my, they matter a ton. Yeah. I'm just like, like you said, there, there's outliers in everything. And, and there's there's countless former players that, that can't coach worth a fuck because they can't teach. Because you got to be able to teach the coach, right? Just because you can do right. something at a high level doesn't mean you can teach someone else how to do it at a high level. I think it's the number one prerequisite. You have to be able to teach if oh, you're fuck a coach. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And, he, and then you got to be able to motivate, in my opinion. Yeah. You have to be able to motivate. Mike Leeds, if you see most of his hot takes and sound bites, are him fucking with media, talking shit, clowning, being articulate yeah. as fuck in his delivery on how he clowns. Yeah. But you never see him really in there talking about shit that's kind of tangible to the player. Like, like you and I get on there, we're clowning and talking about shit that we did when we played or how we are in the locker room. Mike Leach's delivery was more about fucking whales fucking and, <laughs> you know, weird, weird shit off the wall shit. He didn't give a fuck, you know what I'm saying? He was like, dog, I'm going to be smart ass up here. So I just think there's a difference in... <laughs> In that in that regard, that's all I'm saying. Let me no, ask you this, and before you get out of here in college football wise going in, how do you even how do you even fucking project a team like TCU coming out this year when you don't know until it's too late who's got what, who's leaving, who's coming in? You know, Colorado, for instance, they've got yeah. I think they just put them in on two four seven. They have them as the number one transfer portal school now they took over they got 20 whatever eight transfers um number two on the list i think has 11 it's like it, i don't know yeah. who it was i think it was like fucking a and m or something so like how do you fucking judge this because jackson state half their team went to colorado like how we already talked about this before like I don't know if I carry too much weight on the Colorado 28 transfers. I think Dion's bringing in a lot of kids that can help with some depth and understands that, okay, I'm at the power five level now. I need some fucking beef. So let me go grab kids. But like, how do you project the TCU? All right. They're going to, nobody, nobody picked them last year. So. I, <laughs> I mean, you can't, we saw Mel Tucker was the first to do it two years ago when he got Kenneth Walker, the third and all those, all those great players out of the portal. And you literally, all offseason, and even leading up to season in, in August, it was like, listen, Michigan State could be fucking terrible or the best team in the country. Like, nobody has any idea until they start playing. Because you don't know any of these kids. So, like, Colorado brought in 25 kids. If all 25 of those kids play, that's a different team. You can't even, don't even reference last year. It's like a completely new program started. Like, don't even call it Colorado. Call it Dion University. Just started. Fresh start. Exactly. So I, that's my whole point too. I'm like, dude, how do we, how do we, uh, how, 
you go around the landscape. You know college football as well as anyone in the business. Like, how how the fuck am I going to go around and say? Because you couldn't even say a team that you follow more that's in your backyard. You can't even really say what they're going to do. No. No, but that, you don't that's know the problem. The people, people want to try to project shit like they have any fucking idea. Like, it's not a process. And you look at the schools I mentioned earlier, Alabama, Georgia, uh, Clemson, Ohio State. Like, all these schools are replacing their quarterback. And there's just some fucking, like, in vogue school of thought where it's like, yeah, but... Ryan Day, like the quarterback, Kyle McCord was a good high school player. Like he's going to be a, a first round pick. And it's like, motherfucker, that's not how it works. Like you think that, but he might not be. And it's a process. Like that kid today is nowhere near ready to be the starting quarterback. Now he's got whatever it is, six months. And those, so, so those six months are critical. And how good he is in the fall is going to depend on how good, how well this six months go. So when you start projecting this shit, it's like you, it's literally just for clicks. It's just to have something to talk about. Because there is no fucking way anyone in the country knows how good Bama's going to be because they don't have a quarterback right now. That's my point, man. I'm like, and Michigan's returning everybody, but you still got to worry about, is that the guy? Is there is yeah, there right. is there trigger guy the guy? Like, yep. is he the fucking guy that's going to get him over the hump? I don't know. I don't know about that, man. I, I'm, I'm just trying to walk around like, dog, college football is like college basketball now. If you can transfer every fucking week, and you never know what they have. Like, are you betting on the – I know you do betting shit, and, and, and I see you hitting all the time, and I'm like, dog, you have to study a lot of hours in this thing with these kids. Like, how oh, the yeah. fuck – especially in college basketball, are you going to bet the fucking March Madness? Can you imagine? Fuck. I know UCLA's return a lot of players. They, they, they're they top three or four team. Um, but, like, dog, like, I have no clue about Purdue – Alabama, no. they got the murderer and the murder weapon guy. Like, <laughs> what? what's your thoughts on that deal? Did you see him come out the other day and they patted him down? No, I didn't see him. They patted so him he down. He walks out. He walks out in their in their uh, against their in their game Saturday. Oh, and shit. they're they're doing a whole thing, and he walks out and they pat him down as his intro. Oh Christ, dog! And this motherfucker Oates, the the coach. <clears throat> well, first of all, let me get your take on your 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 thought on him playing. After they said that he's the guy that gave the gun, and they, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, it's one of those things. I, don't, I don't know what to believe, so I just reserve no opinion because I read, I read the story. He brought him the gun when the kid asked for the gun. Then I read the story where he, he never even touched the gun. He just showed up to pick him up, and the gun was in the back seat. And so the kid grabbed it. It's like I don't know what's fucking real, um, but I do know that it's, it's, a, it's a strong possibility that he really didn't do shit. Like he just came back and the kid grabbed the gun out of his car. And there's also a strong possibility that if he did do shit, they're going to downplay it because he's a fucking star of Alabama's basketball team. And it was in Alabama and they give a fuck about sports in Alabama. So you, they're going to downplay it, maybe change a detail here or there to make sure the kid's good. Hey, but you're, you're in Alabama. You're at, you're in Nick Saban house. You're in the house that Bear Bryant built. You're currently in Nick Saban's house. Like, that is to me the the issue I like to me it's that that is the fucking black eye like I don't think Nick Saban is too happy right now with what's going on and I know he's been quiet as a church house mouth like there's no way you can sit there and be like fuck we're a fucking national shit show right now and now if fucking my D tackle robs McDonald's what am I going to do? Because I'm the disciplinarian guy. I'm the guy right. known to fucking cut bait. 
Now, now, what am I going to do if I, if I need a big-time player who does a minor fuck-up in the dorm or some stupid shit? He does something dumb. Can I play that motherfucker this year because of what this fuck just did? Yeah, turn the heat up. Turn the heat up. Like, I don't know, dog. I, to me, it's kind of uh, it's a pretty fucked-up scenario. I don't no, know, it man. Definitely it's, is. They're saying it's not his gun. He brought dude his property back and all this shit. I don't give a fuck if you brought the dude this property back. If that gun killed somebody, yeah, I wouldn't be doing that intro to a game. And, Zach, I'm going to say as a president and the AD, who have allowed it, and the police department, who's allowed it, tells you sports is bigger than fucking a, a woman's death. Right. And you pat them down coming into the intro. Like, that is something that the players have no regard for your coach because if they did that... Oh, shit. And, not, and not, they don't understand that all the cameras are on their ass? Like, come on, homie. They're, they're mocking the situation. Like, a young woman died, and they're mocking it. And this dude, Oates, is the fucking head of it. Joe Paterno knew that the soap was being dropped. Don't did it twisted. <laughs> he, he knew what was happening in the fucking shower. Like, come on, man. Like, Rick Pitino... Knew what was going on at Louisville with the with the strippers and the prostitution. Like, come on, man. We act like we don't know. Like, motherfucker, we're we're accountable, Zach. You are accountable, Zach, for bringing in your whiteouts. And if those whiteouts did something, Urban Meyer was accountable for the whole thing. You were responsible for every one of those guys, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, if they don't go to study hall, Urban's calling you, right? Oh, no doubt about it. Like, where the fuck's Marvin Harrison? Like. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, dog, it ain't it ain't like you're clean. Oh, fuck, I don't know. I'm going to go back out and, ch and chill. Shit. Like, Shit, I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck out of here. These cats just don't know. That's, again, to come back to the the the, 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 the deal that I talk about, experience-based. But yeah. it is what it is. I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I can predict college football anymore. That's why I'm going to stay out of it. I don't know how you predict it because there's no way I'm going to bet on college basketball because I, I don't know shit. No. And I guess I – I can bet on the fucking this kid that's scoring 40 a game who who could possibly be an accomplice to murder. I, I, I guess I I guess I bank bank on him because fuck it. If he he's got some he's got some big balls on me. He's like, fuck it. I'm gonna drop the ball. He might hit the main. He hit the game winner the other night in overtime. Yeah. And he had 41 points. So I'm like, well, shit, I, I don't know. Before you get out of here, is there any big transfer portal kids that have entered that I that I don't know? I haven't been keeping up but is there anyone no, it's, it's been it's been quiet like you got the kid from lsu that announced <clears throat> you know for the they right now they have to announce that they're going to transfer because they can't transfer till april so it's, it's kind of pointless for, for kids to announce and it, it makes you wonder like a kid like that like what the fuck are you announcing for you got two months till you can go anywhere like just keep it to yourself so but, wait up so you announce it now you can't transfer till april and then what do they do in the meantime I have no fucking idea. I mean, if I'm a kid and I want to transfer, I'm going to stick it out with my program and go through spring ball and, you know, get reps, you know, get practice, try to develop even more, and then I'm going to leave. I mean, this kid announced he's going to portal because essentially he doesn't want to work out anymore. He doesn't want to be a part of the team, doesn't want to practice in spring. So he's just going to sit on his fucking couch and hope that a school picks him up out of the portal, I guess. Okay, do you know the? Do you know about – the? are they in school, though? Are they enrolled? Well, they're enrolled, and – you, I don't. I don't see how they could just drop out of classes because then you're going to get all withdrawals and and that's going to be tr tough to get a kid in. You know, with a transcript with all withdrawals or or even worse if they just fail every class. I don't know how you get a kid into school then. Yeah, that's my. That's what I'm saying. I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like, 
But this is my point. How the fuck are you going to tell everyone you're entering the portal? Think about staying around my facility and campus no. as a coach. Like, that's where we're, that's where we have gotten soft. And I'm like, no, get the fuck out of here. Get your bitch ass out of my office. Like, I don't oh, want yeah. you around the facility. I don't want you around the kids. And, Zach, I'm going to be honest. I'll be the asshole to tell my players. And I'm not going to say, dog, look, I know it's your homeboy and shit, but I don't want him around here. I have to tell the whole team in a team meeting. Yeah, I used to do it. I used to do it all the time. And then I'm like, look, I know y'all kill and kick it and you all soft as fuck pussy anyway. So you're going to be cool with the kid. But I don't want him around here. And you better no. start realizing that this is the kid we don't want in this fucking roster on this yeah. team. Yep. So hopefully you're not going to fucking follow him and be the follower, which we are. And I'm like, hopefully you understand that. But then I'll be called the asshole now, Zach, because that's how soft we are in a society. Oh, um, yeah. coach, it ain't that serious, coach. It ain't that deep. Motherfucker, it is that deep. We gave this motherfucker a scholarship. He was a three-star kid, number 600 in the fucking country. It's not like he, he should have went to Akron. Yeah, right. I don't know. There's hey, no man. Uh, it's always a, it's always good to have you. Uh, Minister Sports, make sure you follow him. Uh, 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific, 12 noon on the East Coast. Zach's live on his YouTube show. Make sure you check it out. Uh, you on today, right? Yes, sir. What do you got going? Shit, I don't know. This <laughs> is talking talking the same shit you and I are just talking about. Hey, see, people don't realize we we ad lib half this shit. Oh fuck yeah! I mean, that's the best fucking TV or whatever they call this. Yeah, it's entertaining, right? Hey, entertainment, man. Um, hey, I appreciate you, dog. Uh, see you next week. Sounds good, bro. All right, bro. Appreciate it. Right. Yep. Later, Zach Smith. Everybody, make sure you. Uh, Make sure you follow him on all social media platforms. Um, I want to show you. Uh, I want to go back to this. Uh, I want to go back to this LeBron thing. Like everybody on the team for Dallas who gave up a huge lead is happy, cool, kicking it. I just that is what losing is now, right there. That is what losing is. If you haven't heard, real quick, you know, I'm starting, you know, you know me, I'm always going to talk about how soft we are and all this shit. I'll coach you, just the old man yelling. But I'm going to be honest. I told you, cats, you've given the car keys to these kids without learning how to drive. I've been saying it for a long time. And I also said these kids want instant gratification. They want instant gratification. They want, want, want. They don't want to fucking prove any worth. They don't want to earn their keep. They don't want to get their fingernails dirty. And if you haven't seen this video, this 22-year-old kid is basically saying, I'm going to work at whatever, a regular job, and everyone's laughing and clowning them. Me too. What you do for a living? I work at former Mills and, uh... <laughs> don't laugh. What's going on? What's going on? I got, I got a job. What's right. Like, what, what's wrong with that? Motherfuckers is laughing at this 22-year-old cat because he got a job. And I I like that he likes, he's like, fuck it, I got a job. And everyone else is clowning him. Why do you think we're stealing all the Amazon packages, dog? Why have I been talking about fucking cats stealing mail at an all-time high? Packages. Robin. Fucking smashing grabs. 
Why is it at an all-time high? Because of this scenario. This is what it is. Peer pressure, dog. These motherfuckers are succumbing to peer pressure at an all-time high. I told you, motherfuckers, quit giving the car keys out to these kids before they learn to drive. Perfect example. Dog, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say about that. This fucking idiot got out of the car and let her car go and runs into a car, possibly kills people. I'm clearly confused as to what the fuck's going on. Like, dog. Hey, Steve Kim just hit me up. Steve Kim, Zach and I were 100% right about what what Steve Kim thought. Steve Kim literally thought that what we said, we thought that he expected us to know exactly who the Mark May cat was. So... He's exactly, Mark, Zach and I exactly thought we were exactly right. That's how fucking smart Steve is and how encyclopedia that motherfucker is. And uh, Steve knows the deal. He, he knew exactly. He was not, he did not mean Mark May, the one that we thought. He exactly thought it was the white kid uh, that we thought. Here's more driving skills. Uh, oh, yeah, that's, that's what we measure. How about this? But yeah, that's that's what we measure. <laughs> like this ain't funny, dog. But this is what we live with. But yeah, that's that's what we measure. That motherfucker disintegrated his car, and then you got my ass dealing with this. All right, real shit, real quick. Full three sixty on the freeway, going about 80, 91. Cigar never left my mouth. No injuries. Car's perfect shape. Fuck it. I'm about to sue the fuck out of this fucking tire company. And I have no idea how I'm alive. Uh, Rims fucked. But I'm safe. Many men, 50 Cent was the song playing. Um, at the time, song never missed a beat. Stick full go uh all good here waiting for the tow truck real coach jb yeah dog that was my weekend that was my weekend um i have no idea how i'm alive uh i did a 360 on the freeway 
Never lost my stick, dog. I'm gonna be honest. I never lost my stick. Uh, I I never lost a cigar. Many men was the saw. I'm telling dog, my the, that tired that bitch ass fucking guy. I'm gonna go over there today. Trust me. Um, I, I don't know how I lived. Shit, I'm telling you. Now nah, that was on the 91 mark. That was on the fucking 91. Um. Uh, I did a full 360 and just kept it pushing. And I did not know I did not have one bit of rubber on that motherfucker. Speaking of rubbers, uh, I don't know if you realize this law that was passed. Or not law, but uh, FDA approved. FDA approved um, something that I think is very interesting. Speaking of rubbers, the FDA uh, authorizes the first condom approved for anal sex. Um. Anal sex now has rubbers. <laughs> I mean, shit. I'm gonna be real. Like, is there a is there a difference? I didn't know there was a difference. So, so regular rubbers that you have vaginal sex with are different than anal. I'm confused here. I'm confused. I bet you that's for made-up humans, though. I bet you that's not for heterosexual sex. You want to bet? I bet you. I bet you. Yeah, I had a hell of a weekend, man. Um, I had a hell of a weekend. Ash ate my plants. Um... Ash made my Ash ate all my plants and uh you know motherfucker man I had a bad weekend. I had a bad fucking weekend. I'll tell you right now. Um had a bad weekend. But you know it is what it is. Speaking of heterosexual men, femininity is at an all-time high, right? We already agree to that. We agree to that femininity. But I want to show you something real fast. I want everyone to realize, I want you to really watch this video real up and close. Make sure my boy Mac is in, is watching this video. Uh, this is going to be a very interesting topic. When you see this video, just explain, just show, please, I got to, <laughs> I don't even know where to go when I'm about to show you this video, dog, because you know me, I show the real shit. I probably get shadow banned. But look, in honor of, Mac, I'm not going to do nothing too crazy. But let me tell you something. Femininity is what it is. I showed you last week. We got motherfuckers wearing chapless jeans, walking down the runway, modeling. Take a look at this video and tell me that men haven't just totally been taken over, dog. The men are now the most submissive motherfucking creature on planet Earth. And I'm disgusted by it. But I'll talk, I'll comment on it after. <laughs> oh, hold up, homie. Hold up. Did that bitch slap his ass and bend him over?
Yep. Yep. She did. Yep. She did slap that ass and bend that ass over. Hold up. Wait a minute. Um, <laughs> I, I told you, motherfuckers, you wasn't. I told your asses. I told you I was about to show you. Now, let me be clear here real fast. All right. Let me be real clear. Here. All the men in the room, please raise your hand. All you grown men. Now, all the young. I used to fuck with my players all the time. I'm like, motherfucker, you know you'll get your ass licked. Coach, you gay. Motherfucker, no, I'm not. When you get to a certain age, you get your ass licked. Don't get it twisted. But I have yet to have my shit licked that way right there. I'll be damned if the bitch is going to push me over and smack my ass. Homie, I can't even talk about this with a straight face, dog. I, I mean, dog. Homie. <laughs> I don't homie. That bitch said. <laughs> Dog, your boy had nine inch nails on. We got fucking chapless. We got, we got, we got, we got fucking chapless fucking Mac. Yes, indeed, Mac. I do the diaper changing position. Lay, lay my, lay my ass on my back, homie. I, I need my, I need to, I need to have, I need to see my balls so I know I'm a man, homie, before you look at my shit, put me in diaper fucking position. You're fucking 1000% correct. I'd be damned if I'm going to stand up vertical and this bitch pushes me down, homie. Holy shit. Oh my God. What a menace Monday start to the show. Uh, you gotta love it. Uh, I don't know who the fuck was filming that shit. But God damn, dog, you got to be shitting me. You can't. There's just no way. There's just no way. There's no way. Oh, man, there's no way. All right. But let me let me let me let me keep going, though. I got some more shit for you, dog. I got some more shit for you. Got to see this. All right. This is how feminine and soft we are in society. All right. Let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. Now we're going to jump a motherfucker in the hood. We're going to jump a dude in the hood, by the way. All right. Jamal's like, no more. Watch this interaction. This is how we jump a motherfucker now. Yes, you saw it. The motherfucker fingered his booty. Why he jumped him. You saw it, correct? <laughs> Dog, hey, I gotta find these videos. I, I gotta find these. Hold up. We got a special appearance by Steve Kim, <laughs> otherwise known as the Korean Encyclopedia. And Zach Smith and I are 100% correct, Steve. Don't, don't be mad at me. I said Steve is so good, he knew exactly who the guy was after we thought about it and said, no, Steve knows it's the white Mark May. I thought you told me it was Mark May from ESPN who played tight end 
the mix, Mark May. I apologize, Steve. I don't apologize ever, but I apologize. Hey, hey, you know what? You know what? You must think all Mark Mays are like Asians. They all look alike. They don't. What the? <laughs> they don't even spell their name. Remember, Drake May has an E on it. So I, I didn't, I didn't look at it. I didn't know. I didn't dive that deep in it. I, I totally. This is a. a, a and remember, horrible... his dad was a quarterback in the 86-87 season for the Tar Heels. So that that whole family, they got gifted unbelievable genetics. I think one of them played at Florida basketball. Look, let's put it this way. White Mark May E or the Mark Mayo Nace. I don't think they've ever paid for a college tuition. That whole family has gotten to Division I scholarships. So, yeah. You remember the hangover? Yeah, I do. Remember, 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 uh, fat, what's his name? Galakoskis or Galakinakis? Yeah. He's like, uh, I, I forgot Chris, I forgot, uh, what's his name's name in the movie, but they're like, will you stop calling me Black Doug? Yeah. That's, I'm not, I'm, I'm just Doug, motherfucker. I'm yeah. not Black Doug. Well, Black Doug said, that is the perfect stereotype, isn't it? God yeah. damn it. I hate to stereotype people. And by like the way, that. Mark May, I think, was actually a guard. He was one of the hogs. On the a guard. Yeah, you're right. I said tight end. Yeah, and so he played in the era when Pitt Panther football was big. I think his teammate was like Jimbo Covert, and he had a couple other linemen. There was a period of about, I'd say, six, seven years when Pitt had like monsters. Tony Dorsett, Hugh Green, some guy named Dan Marino, and, and Mark May made Pro Bowls. He was a good player, but... He was not the father of Drake May. <laughs> so, and I know, I know you knew that. that. I, I know that 1,000% that you knew that. And I, I hate to put you in the trigger word generation because now on Twitter, I'm going to make sure we don't put this clip out there because if I put that clip out there, you're yeah. going to be trigger worded. Oh, I don't give a shit. Hey, you know what's going to say? You don't know nothing. You're wrong. And I'm going to be like, no, I, it's my fault. Hey, hey, coach, you know what's funny? So I listen to your show on delay. So, like, I get up around 6.30-ish. So what I do is, like, by the time I get to you, I just rewind the YouTube. So while you're going live, I could actually just watch you, like, an hour delay. So I'm watching you with Zach, and I'm like, hey, guys. No. Hey, fellas. Fellas. Not that way. Hey, are you like, are you like, let me in the show. Let me on yeah, the show. Like, I got to defend my honor. First of all, then you had me going on Google making sure that Drake's father really was Mark. Maybe it was another name. But, but I remember watching them a little bit here and there. I mean, not all the games were on, but, you know, Carolina, I know a little bit about them. They had Kelvin Bryant, Lawrence Taylor, you know, ACC football. But th there's been so many things uh, said about that family because I'm just telling you, uh, a lot of what you get is God-gifted. That family, if you ever look up their tree, God, they got some great athletes in that family. The, the white Mark May or the black? <laughs> well, I don't know if the black Mark May has any sons. That are going to be top three picks. By the way, Drake May, if I had a number one pick this year and I could talk Drake May into just like skipping his last couple of years, he'd be the number one pick in the draft. Over Caleb. Yes. I talked I to Zach. We just, Zach and I talked about that. If you caught the, the conversation, my thing is, I think Caleb is the next mental midget Kyler Murray. Yeah, there's some alarming signs. And again, he's coached by a guy that doesn't seem to place a lot of discipline. On his players. I, I watched Drake May live, by the way. I actually went to the Miami UNC game. What was impressive about him, coach, 
He's about 6'4", six, 6'5", six, but he can move. His athleticism, but the thing is, he's a pure pocket passer. And from the very first game on, I remember this past season, they played Florida a and I think it was in week zero. And I remember watching that game, and I said, you know what? Carolina actually upgraded from Sam Howell. I mean, Sam Howell was a guy that got drafted, but I, I said from the first game, I said, that guy's actually better. But this is my point. This is my point, Steve. We anoint these kids after one performance. They anointed DJ, a family friend of mine. Yeah. After he after he rips Notre Dame, Trevor Lawrence is hurt. He rips Notre Dame, four hundred freshman record, four fifty, whatever, and he's the greatest thing. He's a Heisman Trophy candidate already. And Trevor Lawrence comes back. DJ ends up having the. Well, he got under, coached by Clemson. Under there seems to be a pattern there. And he's kind of underachieved, and he's now transferred. And then you get this new kid in here. Again, we're the anointers in America. Now we anoint this new kid as the as the next Trevor Lawrence. And the last four games for him is was dog shit. Well, coach, that that bowl game with uh, Kate Klubnik, and he does not have the athleticism, even at college, to bounce outside the pocket. He's got to climb the pocket. And that game against Tennessee. There was about a half dozen plays where I said, if Cape Klubnik thinks he's white Vince Young, he needs to get a reality check. And Trent Dilfer said this about three, four years ago. This was even during Trevor Lawrence's last season. He said that he's a little bit alarmed by the way Clemson quarterbacks, or at least Lawrence, has regressed. So that's why with DJU, now DJ is not Oregon State, right? Yeah. I'm just telling you, I would not count him out because I like Jonathan Smith. I did and, too. Johnson Smith, Glendora High School, good yeah, friend of mine. And you cannot teach what DJ has. Natural size, a big arm, and some athleticism. Let's see what he does with a different set of coaches because that's been the word for a couple of years now that the coaches at, uh, offensively and quarterback at Clemson, they don't do a great job of really nurturing these guys throughout their career. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Man, I appreciate you jumping on, man. I hate Mark May. I, knew, I, I just wanted to clear. I wanted you to be able to clear your name to the public. Uh, I want to. I want to bash Matt, but I want to clear your name. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, please do. Yes. Clemson doesn't do a good job of developing talent. Trevor Lawrence looks pretty good. No, no quarterbacks. No. Not a quarterback, though. They actually get quarterbacks. I'm just telling you. that other well, guys Excuses for DJ today. And Coach JB is just jumping on the train. So DJ, because he's from California, you can make excuses for well, him. All the other guys. All we're saying is, Matt. Is that no, I said DJ underachieved. Yeah. <laughs> well, all we're saying is people in the coaching profession – have said that what goes on offensively at Clemson is not great for quarterback. Now, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, winning 11 games every year, that's terrible. Yeah, but they're in the I, ACC. I, they're in the ACC. Come on. What conference you're in? Yes, terrible. I'm Give a fuck what conference you play in. Winning the conference. Hey, hey Steve, I am torn here, Steve. Really I agree with Steve because of Zach Smith's analysis, and I agree with Matt. That Dabo wins 11 games a year. I like Dabo. But if you notice, he actually has made changes offensively to that staff the last couple of years. He must have agreed. Trevor Lawrence, you couldn't screw up. Oh it's like training Floyd Mayweather. Well, Urban Meyer screwed up Trevor Lawrence. So what are you talking about? Okay, he's not a pro coach. Come on. That, that, that's the most oh, extreme oh, example ever. Everything, everything that doesn't fit the narrative, there's an excuse for <laughs> 
I got to remember this new way of broadcasting. <laughs> yeah, please do take notes, Matt. <laughs> hey, Steve, man, I, I, I had to clear your name up, dog. I, yeah. I, I apologize. Hey, by the way, before I get out of here, Matt, I love your pump up to Russell Weirdo. I, I, I think the guy's completely shot. There's no shot, but I think someone needed to tell him and someone should show him your video from Friday. Well, I hope he sees it, but I mean, he's he's got some. Uh, I personally think they should blow up the Broncos and start over, but you can't you can't get rid of him, so you have to kind of like rebuild around him. But it's hey, it's bad. I'm banking, I'm banking on Sean Payton, like Steve, like you called it out last week, Steve. I said oh. Russell Wilson. I'm putting him as a returning NFL QB. I'm putting him in number ten. I just no. gotta go. I got to. You have Russell Wilson as the number ten quarterback. Yes. In the no, right now. <laughs> he does. No, no. Next Dude. year. Projecting next year. Ahead. I'm projecting next year's quarterbacks. And I went yeah, for so. my top 10. And I'm putting them at 10. Just I gotta, I can't see him having two <laughs> completely fucked up years. The, uh, coach, man. Hey, we're gonna hey Steve, we're gonna dive into why it. Do, why do you do this? All right, bro. Keep you. watching. I'll let you guys go at it. Hey Steve, tomorrow, Steve. I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, All right, no, no, don't go anywhere yet. He does yeah. this shit for fucking purpose, and I know he does. Russell Wilson's number 10. I had the same reaction, Matt. You're just doing this shit just to fucking poke the bear. I know you are. Matt, I had the same reaction. Here's the thing. I think Russell Wilson no longer wants to put his body in harm's way. I think he's finished both mentally and physically. I bet you he's singing in the shower trying to get ready for that audition. Oh, <laughs> glow. Let it shine through. Hey, what is that? What is the say? What is he? What is he? Unbelievable. What is this thing? He's Mr. Uh, Unlimited. 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 God, Unlimited. Yeah. And then he's got a wife who's he's uh, he's married to someone who's talking about the single life. I mean, he needs to put Ciara on waivers. If you have a wife that's singing that, put her on unconditional waivers. You Sorry. Ciara on waivers, dog. Why yeah. you to pick her up quick? Ooh. I agree, but uh, he can do. Uh, he has options. He has that. But, fellas, I'll let you get on. Coach, I'll talk to you tomorrow, brother. All right. Thanks, brother. Uh-oh. You there, Matt? Russell all Wilson, right. the top 10 quarterback. All right. All right. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me talk about what I said. I said projecting next year's top 10 with the addition of Sean Payton, I have to say that this motherfucker can't shit the bed again, can he? Of course he can. Yes. I know he can, but I'm like, there's no way I gotta get him in the top ten. They paid him all the money. He's he's got the clear he clearly has a skill. You are gonna agree that he has a fucking skill set of a top look, ten guy. Look, uh no, no, not anymore. Not into not with the NFL quarterbacks that are rolling around today. I he's not top ten in my opinion at all. No. No, is he top ten talent? Is that what you mean, or is he a top no. ten performer? He's not. Top, he's definitely not a top ten performer, and he's not a top ten talent anymore. And I don't know if he ever really was. He has good arm strength and elusiveness, but it's never really been talent with Russell Wilson. It's been heart and want to, and you know the little guy that that plays what? bigger than he is. He's yeah, a talented motherfucker, bro. Well, yeah, not compared to some of the other quarterbacks in the National Football League. He's more of a tryhard guy that overcomes. So when he was winning, when he was winning, he wasn't a top five quarterback in the NFL. I don't think he's ever been a top five quarterback in the NFL. He's never gotten one. He's never gotten an MVP vote. Never. I'm not saying that he wasn't good. I'm just saying I don't think he's. I'm not anointing him like you are. Boy, how the roles have changed.
But uh, <laughs> no, I'm not anointing him, but I'm I'm gonna say that I think Sean Payton's gonna get him to at least back to fucking what we thought he was gonna be. Well, the difference between New Orleans, Drew Brees, Sean Payton, that situation and this situation is the Broncos' offense is fucking terrible, and they have no skill players. Their receivers, Sutton and Judy, are both awful. I don't care what happened at the end of the year last year in meaningless football games. Jerry Judy has been god-awful since he walked in the door. They don't have tight end play. Greg Dolchitz in his hair, we need to see it. The offensive line is atrociously terrible and going to be completely replaced, essentially. Um, If I'm Sean Payton, I'm trading Garrett Bowles. I'm trading Judy. I'm trading Sutton. I'm trying to get rid of everybody that has a high cap number so we can try and accumulate draft picks and build around Russell. Um, but the, I am not impressed with the offense at all. And the, look, the defense on top of it didn't get any better either. You know, Randy Gregory is your best front seven player. They're going to lose Draymond Jones. If Randy Gregory is your best front seven player, you're in trouble. So I, I just don't think the team's very good around him, which Russell could go have a great rebound year. And a rebound year for Russ would be like, what, 20 touchdowns because he threw 14 last year? I don't know. I, I wh- how much stock do you put into him losing Tim Patrick before the season? I think I actually put more stock I mean, into it than me. Losing before. one player doesn't accommodate for all the bullshit that happened. No, I no. agree. I agree. But I do think that's a big type of comfort blanket for a quarterback. Yeah, but I mean, come on, man. So he loses one fucking player, and that one player makes him have the worst season no. in the history of his no. his career no no not because saying that it's because he can't read defenses and he and he plays good within structure but not on the fly he's not drew Brees and peyton manning and tom brady and all these guys who can stand back there and dictate he needs to be in a you know a, a, a an offense that is built around his ability to bootleg and they've got to run the fucking football hardcore uh they've got to get back to the seattle days there's this like misconception that somehow he was the focal point on offense. I mean, it's like the most disrespectful thing I've ever heard. Russell Wilson was not the focal point on offense in Seattle when they were good, when they were actually a championship contender. Marshawn Lynch was. And I don't even want to hear this disrespect like that's not true. That is that If anybody wants to die on that hill with me, I'll fight. Afterwards, after Marshawn leaves and his career's over, they even brought him back because of the lack of leadership that Russell was showing moving into the playoffs, if you remember that. So, I, you know, it's when Russell doesn't have Marshawn, they're out in the division round. When he has Marshawn, they should have been back-to-back Super Bowl champions. So I think he needs to get a badass offensive line and a really good running back, and – they need to hammer the, the football and protect Russ and let him do what he does outside the pocket. And you know what, brother? That is not worth $45 million a year or 50 or whatever the fuck he's making. It just ain't worth it. So well, I, I think the Broncos need to blow everything up. Everything. They just can't with that contract. That's my point. Like, they're stuck with – they traded for Peyton, too. So now their first pick – is in the third round. That's why I'm at, look, people be like, oh, you're crazy. You don't want to trade your tackle and your receiver and your other receiver. Well, under normal circumstances, I would say, yes, you're correct. I don't want to do that. But in a circumstance where you have Russell Wilson and Sean Payton and you don't have a pick until the third round and you don't have that much cap room, I'm looking at it like I can offload cap and 
I mean, no offense personally to these guys, but Garrett Bowles has had one good season, and he's been pretty much an average first-round pick. He was hurt last year, and he's never been in the playoffs. Jerry Judy has been extremely average for being the first-rounder. Out of that group of receivers that year, he's easily the worst, never been to the playoffs. Cortland Sutton, second-round draft pick, signed a huge contract. He's okay when Judy's not on the field, but them together, they it's go look at the numbers. One of them's really good, and the other one's non-existent. So they don't coexist well. Get rid of both of them. You got Tim Patrick coming back anyway. Receiver is a very easy position to reload in, in my opinion, in the NFL. Hey, clarify, clarify your words so I can shut the fucking naysayers up in the chat that that say you don't know what you're talking about about defense. Shut the fuck up. Matt and I talked about the Broncos defense in totality all during the show. Doesn't know what they're talking about on defense. Denver had a great defense. We already discussed this. Matt already talked about how good the defense was. I played defense my whole life. Look, Denver's defense was okay last year. They had a couple of good weeks strung together. But Evero did a good job motivating them. But take off your orange and blue glasses and remember the 51-point beatdown on Christmas. And I'm just saying, Randy Gregory is now your best front seven player, and he's soft as soft. He's soft as baby shit, bro. So, uh, look, take off your orange and blue glasses, bro, and just understand that everybody else is getting better, and I think the Broncos are getting worse, and they do not have the ammo to reload. They need to get rid of some of these guys who have never contributed anything to the franchise because the Broncos are about playoff wins and Super Bowls. They're not about, like, eight and nine seasons, and that's what – like, that's the best that you can hope for next year. And they're losing guys, and they're losing guys on defense. Losing guys. This is what I'm saying. They're losing Draymond. They're, anybody that's a free agent in Denver, they don't want to come back to Denver, regardless of what they say to the media. Well, Dalton Reiser doesn't want to come back here. Draymond Jones doesn't want to come back here. They don't want to put up with this fucking circus, and that's what it is, bro. The Russell Wilson experiment is a complete circus. Yeah, I agree. Um, it is. I just. Like you could argue that the, the three worst contracts in football right now are, are are Cleveland, Arizona, and Denver, right? I'd say the Broncos contract is the worst contract in the history of NFL. Over Deshaun Watson. I well, this, that's the most disgusting contract in the history of the NFL. Like that that one makes my skin crawl a little bit. But worst maybe 1A and 1B. I don't know. The Russell Wilson one's really bad. It is, yeah. it's, like, it's franchise crippling. And Arizona, just on pure merit alone, irks me. Like also, to me, also just an awful contract. Yeah, that that's fucking shitty. Uh, breaking news this morning, uh, Schefter reported right when I started the show that the Bears now are considering trading one. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to trade one for Justin Fields. That just means they're going to hopefully inc- improve that roster. Do you see that more, the second scenario, more likely than getting rid of Fields? Well, it, look, if they're open to trading the first pick, that should be you know, all the validation that they're going to keep Fields and build around him and get maybe get another first rounder, definitely get another second. If you're moving up to get the first pick in your – I mean, I've even seen mock drafts where that Anthony Richardson turd from Florida, who's big. Oh, they can't he's climbing the, the board. How is he fucking climbing the board as this so-called guy? I'm like, this guy's fucking horrible. Awful. Like watching him watching him play football is like it's like traumatizing to the quarterback position at times. 
Like, it, bro, that's a perfect example of just go back to school, dog, and try and learn how to play the position before you act like you're a professional quarterback. But I, I think that one of the either Stroud or Young are probably the, the first pick. So if you're the Colts and you want to jump a division rival and you're sitting at five or whatever, four or five, they're going to have to give up some pretty substantial draft capital to do that. And then the Bears can build and maybe get one of the best defensive linemen in the draft and one of the best offensive linemen in the draft, which they sorely need on both sides of the ball. And then they can insert two really good young football players on the field around Justin Fields and keep going. But, you know, it's a, they're very attractive from a free agency standpoint as well because they have a lot of money to spend. And – you know, if they could ever figure out their stadium situation in Chicago, I think that there's not a stadium situation that holds back a team more than the Chicago Bears stadium. That place is a shithole, bro. And he's on record saying he wants a dome. Oh, they, they've got to figure that out in Chicago. Like, man, back in the, I think in the early 90s, they were going to build a dome in Chicago. If they would have done that, they would have hosted multiple Super Bowls and all that other shit. And they just didn't do it for some reason, so... All right, let me let me let me give you a scenario though that I've I've personally talked to Jim McMahon. He's gonna come on Last Chance Q this year this week with Sean and I, and he's like, "Fuck Phil's in that bullshit. We won in that motherfucker. We play in the elements. We want the win in the cold ice coming off the lake." He's like, "Motherfucker, figure it out." Now, what did you take with a guy that's nutty and gutty like Jim? Well, they they just need a new stadium. I. They were going to dome. So you don't agree with a dome. You're just saying the shithole. They've in. got to get a new stadium. Uh, Soldier Field is a is a awesome, you know, significant memorial, but it's not. It wasn't built for pro football. They didn't start there. The Bears, if anybody knows anything about history, the fucking Bears played at Wrigley. Yeah. Cardinals played over at at Kaminsky back in the day. So again, like. All you people freaking out that I'm saying something about the stadium. If you're a Bear fan and you didn't know that, maybe you should shut the fuck up. So, you know, it's there. I think that they need a new stadium badly. That's why they're investigating building one. And look, I grew up here in Denver watching the Broncos play in the elements. And I agree that the elements are fun, but I also want to host Super Bowls and Final Fours and shit like that. So I'm more than happy to have a retractable roof dome. That doesn't make me soft because I want the fucking the a dome stadium. You know what I'm saying? Like Chicago's won a Super Bowl. That's with the best defense ever. So yes, I know you won there. That's great, but it might be nice to host a Super Bowl. And you're not hosting a fucking Super Bowl at Soldier Field, dog. So you pick. You don't want Super Bowls and Final Fours and shit? That's fine. Fuck it. Criticize it. We'll build a dome in Denver and we'll get the Super Bowl, which they badly need to do too. The stadium in Denver is, it's only like 20 some odd years old and it's already, you know, the, the bottom third of the NFL, in my opinion, with today's spaceships. Let me ask you this. Um, Dak Prescott on the books right now is the second highest paid quarterback next year. Um, going into the season, he's per year, per year, he's the second highest. Is is I've, I've been hearing rumors that they they possibly could get him out of there and trade him. Would you trade Dak Prescott right now based on performance that you've seen in the last seven years? Um, For what? Don't know. Move up, possible CJ yeah, Stroud. For what? 
Say what? What am I trading him for? QB, like uh, getting in the mix of trading to Houston for oh, a CJ Stroud. Dallas is trading Dak to Houston for the second pick. Yeah, or or some scenario like that. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I don't think that's a bad idea at all. You offload a huge contract on Houston, and they're probably dumb enough to do that. And then you get a young quarterback that you know might go in and play well with a really good defense and a good offensive line and a running game and multiple backs and. So on and so forth. That's usually how you win in the NFL is a small cap number from your quarterback so you can load up all the other positions. The problem is when your quarterback plays well, you have to pay him in order to keep him. All right, so- hold on. Time out, time out, time out. What you just said is what I'm being literally bashed on about on social media when I say that we should fucking play with these quarterbacks who are quote-unquote backups but yet performed better than the actual starter. Let's just go to Geno Smith. Let's just go to Tyler Heineke. Let's go to Cooper Rush that went five and one. Cooper Why? Rush better than Dak. I'm not saying he's better, but I'm saying he went five and one. So why can't we build a roster around these quarterbacks that are getting paid less money and build a better roster? Matt, you and I know Houston is going to draft a quarterback and they have the worst roster in football. Why are we continuing to draft over and over and over the same motherfucker every year to watch him fail miserably on a bad roster in an organization? I know why. The owner needs to fill the stands, and the sexy fucking draft pick is the quarterback. But their roster's not getting better, and they fire a coach every fucking year. So why don't we build a roster and pay a quarterback less money to get better players. Like, let's go draft Jalen Carter at number two and get a deep tackle. I mean, let's that, go get a fucking wide out. Sound, that sounds good, but when it comes down to nut-cutting time, quarterbacks win championships. And we're not talking about winning regular season games. So, Yeah, but you got to have a fucking team around him. He's not going to win it. He's not no rookie. I haven't seen a rookie come in and ball out with a shitty roster. Have you? Oh, uh I mean, I don't, I don't know that Cincinnati. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Justin Fields is a talent. Pretty fucking terrible in the second year. Burrow took him to the AFC title game, so I think that elite quarterback play elevates everyone. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not saying Cooper Rush is going to get you over the hump. I'm saying Cooper Rush went five and one, and I would argue if he was in that 49er game, the fucking Cowboys could have won the game. It was nine nine when Dak threw two fucking picks. I don't yeah. think Cooper. I don't think Cooper Rush throws those picks. Is my point, and I'm just saying. Heineke was five and one, bro, at one point on a shitty Washington team that got them back in the hunt and playoff hunt. Like Geno Smith was comeback player of the year, possibly was up for the MVP during the middle of the season when he was balling. Don't understand why you like average quarterbacks so much, but you hate the good ones. I'm because I, I think all of them. I because I no. This is what. Let me clarify. Let me clarify. Average. I unlike you. I believe that the NFL quarterback is the most athletic we've ever seen in our entire history of football. Unlike me, when did I say they're not athletic? No, no, no. I'm about to finish. I, well, unlike you, you just said you you. Hold on, you said that quarterback play is good, and Russell Wilson's not even in the top ten because of the quarterback play is better. And I'm think I'm against that. I don't think it is. I think quarterback play is at an all time low. I think quarterback athleticism is at all-time high. That doesn't mean you're a good quarterback. So I don't think that quarterback play is all that great. That's why I think average quarterbacks won't hurt you. They won't get you beat. Yeah, like, so you, do you, you'll take Cooper Rush over Dak? That's, like, for real? If you were in Dallas, you would start not, Cooper over Dak. 
I'm not saying I take them over. And what I'm saying is well, I don't think you're missing anything. With, okay, if, you think- so if you're the offensive coordinator in Dallas before the Niner game, you're going to start rush over Dak Prescott. If I can get a high pick and increase my roster strength. Well, I asked you. It's right before the playoff game. Are Who are you going to start? You're the coach. What, last game that he lost, you mean? Yeah, that game. Well, are see, you, I would I would have never start rush or are you gonna start deck? But this is a trick bag question because this this guy's being paid. This guy's being paid. You know, you know as well as I know, even though Cooper went five and one, they're paying Dak Prescott right, so all that money. Money away from it. Who are you gonna start? I, I would have kept Rush starting until he lost some significant games. Holy Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Dog, you guys. <laughs> So we want to we want to listen to the Dan Orlovskis and all these guys that says that the that the that the Dallas Cowboys offense was so good when Dak came back. No, it wasn't. If you really break down the film, it wasn't better than when Cooper. Well, was I want there. a chance to actually win. I don't want a chance to fucking tie or lose. And I know he went five and one and shit, but I, I don't I don't care. Like I. No, we don't we don't we don't we don't base it on results Cooper anymore. Rush is going to take anybody anywhere at any time. No way. But I'm saying we don't we don't we don't judge the quarterback on wins and losses anymore now in the league. That's all we judge them on, but I don't so judge- why the fuck Cooper Russ couldn't stay starting and he was five and one, bro. Because bro, look, JB, it's a fucking really small sample size in the middle of the fucking season for injury. That's why. He's never he's never started a full season. That's why. Let's, let's be honest. Back let's- for a reason. That's why. This is look, bro. Yeah, you, I know. You, I get well, it. Okay, so you're asking why? That's why. But listen, we you just said take that away, and would I start Cooper Rush? And I said, yeah, if I took away the, the politics and the money of it, I would take Rush because we know Dak was coming back because of his salary. We know that. And you have a quarterback. You he, have a, I mean, he's also better than Cooper is. Yeah, talent-wise, no doubt. So of course. why are you starting someone that's less talented? What? What? Less talented doesn't mean he's better quarterback, though, bro. I think Cooper Rush was playing better at the position than Dak did with that roster. That doesn't mean he's a better talent. That means he played quarterback positionally better than Dak did. I agree. Let me ask you this. Is Carson Wentz better talent than Tyler Heineke? Yes. But is Heineke, did he do better than Wentz? Yes. He's a better player than Wentz. Well, that okay. Well, that's an argument to be had, too. I I agree with you on that one, but I bet you a lot of people would say, no, he's not. He's not even close to the talent. That's the the argument. Wentz is terrible. That fucking guy. Oh, no doubt. He's a fucking, he's a bust. He's a one-hitter quitter, and we see that all the time in the NFL. So, I mean, I I don't know. I I just think that, I think now, I have a philosophy that the position is watered down. I get it. We're freaks of nature with Mahomes and and Josh Allen, and you see you're enamored by the great gifts that God has blessed upon them, but that doesn't mean that they're really, really getting you over the hump either. So why not go strengthen my roster with a guy who's still winning me games? The bottom line is winning games. So if we did, if we took the average QB uh, and put their records on the board, Heineke, Rush, Geno, that no one thought would win any games, uh, they had a fucking winning record, like by a lot. <laughs> they were winning. They won their, their games. Like that's what and, we want to see. We want to see not, one of them was in the divisional round. Yeah, no doubt. But you don't have the roster either. You don't have the Chiefs roster, the Eagles roster. Come on, the Niners roster. I mean, I get it. I get your point. 
Purdy gets hurt, Niners lose, people trying to attest it. I don't think the Niners are going to win that game regardless. But, okay, he gets hurt, and now you have no quarterback. I get your point. But at the same time, does Jimmy G come in that game and beat the Eagles? I, I mean, I, I you know what I mean? Purdy. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a believer in Purdy yet either. I think we're enamored with him with a great roster, and he did a good job. And I, I like the kid's swag, but is he a guy that I'm going to pay $40 million? All right, let me, let me move on. Let me move on real quick. Quarterback. He was just the last guy in the fucking room but when right. I got hurt. So – all right, let me ask you this. He's fucking hurt. So no, they've got to find a. They need to find a real franchise quarterback in San Francisco, and then they will really win games. They will actually win Super Bowls instead of just constantly swinging and missing. Let me ask that's you this: what, with a great roster, that's what they're missing—a franchise quarterback. All right, let me ask you this: uh, Daniel Jones. The rumor was he wanted this money. Came out later that he trained. He changed the agencies. CAA blasted the new agency and basically lied and said Daniel Jones asked for forty-five million. Apparently, he said he did not ask for that money. Um, <laughs> what? I, yeah, I think I'm on, I'm, huh? Yeah, he did. He's next in line. Of course, he said, "Why? Why do I not get forty-five million? I'm next in line." I yeah, no, I agree with what I, 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 I would not, I'm not shocked at all if he did ask, but he, they're, his camp now is saying that they never asked for that amount of money. Because it sounds fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I know. So, so let me ask you this. I, we already talked about this. Saquon wants 12 and a half. Daniel, let's say Daniel wants 35 mil, even though I wouldn't pay him over 20, but no. let's just say he wants 35. Who do you keep? Saquon. You know, look, look, bro, they can go find somebody else to play Daniel Dimes' fucking position real fast. I bet you they could go find somebody else to find that position at a much higher level as well. You, Homie, go, you just said the quarterback position is the one that gets you to the Super Bowl. And Dan, Daniel Dimes ain't going to get you fucking anywhere, bro. He's terrible. He had but one. Who, who's going to get you there? There's no quarterbacks out there. Who are they going to get? Well, there's, there's going to be musical chairs again this year. There's. It happens every fucking year. And why aren't they in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstake? Why aren't they talking to Derek Carr? Why aren't they trying to fucking go finagle a quarterback away from another place? I mean, come on. The, if the Giants want to ride with Daniel Dimes and see if he can take him to the promised land, good fucking luck. I'm a believer in Dable. I think Josh Allen's kind of faltered because Dable left. I think Dable increased Daniel Jones's playing ability like I said he would I, I don't I don't believe Daniel Jones is this big time I think Daniel Jones is a freak of nature I think he is a freak athlete I know Cutcliffe told me he's an unbelievable athlete yeah, I, seen I, that. I love quarterbacks that fall the fuck over in the middle of the field for no reason well yeah okay well we, fuck, you can, we could point we could point out anything from anybody that's done that athletic. you know damn well he's athletic stop I'm just telling you this is he is he the best thing ever, Matt? No, but Saquon Barkley, you played Matt, you played in this league. You know damn well running backs don't last very long. Yeah, I, I mean, wouldn't pay I wouldn't pay Saquon twelve and a half mil I'll so he pay, could. I'll pay either of them then. I, I, I that's the question. That's a better. That's how, kind of how I'm leaning. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know if I'd do it either one of them. The way it is, and I'm not fucking paying either of them. Both of them can walk, and we'll just reload. I mean, but I would keep Saquon around. He's pretty good. All right, let's do a let's do a scenario real quick. Um, before the, the Commanders are apparently trying to keep Bezos out of buying the Commanders. Um, Why? I don't know. I, I've been hearing. Um, you want that guy to be the owner? He's got fucking bread. 
I, that's what I'm saying. And I think there was a perfect scenario for EB to go into and become the head coach when Ron Rivera says his health isn't good or, or just because they're losing games and they appoint EB as the head coach, which I think is going to happen eventually. I would love for EB to be the head coach under a guy like Bezos as the owner. Not and sure. now they're trying to keep him. They're trying to keep him out of there. Apparently, is what the rumors are. So I don't know why, but because Daniel Snyder is the owner and he's a complete scumbag. Yeah, Bezos hired a firm to come in and try to get him the job, or try to see what the bid was going to be like. And apparently, Washington now has seized that. Um, let me ask you this before I move into the XFL. I, I want to do a scenario with you real quick. I'm going to pull up the NFL draft. Um, make sure you follow Matt McSesney, 6-0 Academy. It's on the board on the ticker below. Uh, make sure you follow Matt on all the radio shows that he does every day. Uh, alt- altitude in Denver, he's on there every single day. Uh, make sure you follow him on TikTok. He puts great fucking football videos out there and shows coaches how to really fucking coach, by the way. If you're not a fucking follower, go follow him. Uh, the NFL draft order in 23, Chicago's one. They may trade that pick. If if they trade that pick, uh, in your if you're the GM, what do you trade it for? Jalen Carter, who just came out and said, "I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do any workouts in the combine." Uh, I think he, they already know what he is. Um, or are you just drafting so we can get a better roster? They need a wide out, Matt. They need O-line help bad, and they need D-line help bad. What? Where do you go if you're one? Man, and then- if, look, if I'm if I'm Chicago, I'm I'm definitely trading the first pick. I just don't know who yet. I gotta. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle moves up to number one, bro. Like Seattle's got five and twenty. You can yeah, pay, they got the pay. best. Pete Carroll's done a hell of a job, bro. Yeah, be like, look, I got five and 20. I'll give you five and I'll give you 20. And I'll give you I'll give you five, 20, and Geno Smith for number one and a third rounder. And then Geno gets to go be a backup in Chicago again and, and toodle, uh, you know, toodle fucking Justin Fields. And Chicago gets two first rounders. Or... You can keep Geno in Seattle and, and and sign him to a two or three year deal, nice low money, and then draft CJ Stroud or Bryce Young number one, whoever you think is that guy, and let him sit under Geno for a year, very similar to what Andy Reid did with Alex Smith and Mahomes. And, you know, and and fucking let him sit and develop. And then a year later, he takes over the reins and that's that. So that's the one I'm looking at with multiple first round picks, but I don't know if Pete Carroll is going to strengthen an uh, NFC roster that that much. I don't know if he would do that. And the only way I can see him doing that, your scenario, is if Pete Carroll said, I'm going to take the Rams model and let's try to win right fucking now because we're yeah, on the hey, look, Let's not forget also that Philadelphia has 10 and 30. I know, man. So, like, they just made the Super Bowl. They could package stuff and move up. They don't need a quarterback, but they could definitely make it interesting by going up and taking the best skill player available at you know, like put yourself in Houston's shoes. You're not saying you're number two and you like Davis Mills. And you're like, okay, I like Davis Mills and I also like Will Levis. So I'm going to trade the second pick for the fifth pick and the 20th pick and a second rounder. And now Houston has five, 12, 20, and two second round picks. Like that, that sounds pretty fucking good to me. So I, I'm a huge believer in quantity. Uh, unless the player is just unfucking believable, and both C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are good players, they're good prospects. 
but they're not they're not like turn the fucking page and you've got somebody for 15 years like guaranteed they're not andrew luck john elway peyton manning types so you know it, it's it's a, it's a crapshoot, bro. I mean, the, the the draft every year, people bank on like, oh, my team's going to get so much better because we got these nine guys. And then two years later, one of the nine is still on the team. I mean, the NFL means not for long for a reason. But multiple first-round picks is, are people that can move up. So, Aaron Rodgers is out of the darkness or whatever. So now we're going to see what he ends up wanting to do. Um, I'm looking at this deal because – you would like to see him in New York with the Jets as well. Uh, that roster kind of you think is fit to win. They have good wideouts. They have pretty decent O-line. I'm not they're, as good. I don't defense. know. Their defense. Great, great defense. Um, so I believe Aaron Rodgers at his age is only going to go to a contender. Um, the Jets roster, I'd argue, is a little bit better than the Raiders, of course, right? Um, the Jets roster is much better than the Raiders roster. The Raiders have good players but they don't have a lot of roster depth. The Jets have good players and roster depth. Um, Except find, the quarterback. The quarterback room is fucking terrible. It might be the worst quarterback room in the league. I find Detroit very interesting in this because I like them having seven or six and 18, and I think that MCDC, he's got to do a great job this year in this draft to, to maybe make a, a jet splash on what the jets did last year. If Detroit can do that, they're on the precipice of a playoff berth. Do you agree? I think, Detroit, I think Detroit's going to win the North next year, bro. All right. I mean, I, I'm not fighting that. I, I, mean, I, I, I don't think Minnesota is very good. And I think green Bay is about to fall off a cliff when they start Jordan love because Rogers is down and Chicago is rebuilding. So I think Detroit wins, wins the North next year. So. Is there a scenario that Aaron can still end up in Frisco? Of course it is. I, look, I think the Raiders and the Niners are probably one and two. And if I'm the Niners, I'm doing everything humanly fucking possible to, to make that happen. We just said they're a franchise quarterback away. You put Aaron Rodgers on that team, they're in the Super Bowl, bro, period. So it it's I don't know why they wouldn't try and make that happen other than Green Bay is going to have a hard time sending fucking Aaron Rodgers to San Francisco. But at the same time, shit happens. You know, they Green Bay didn't want to send Brett Favre to a to an NFC team, and then a year later he was in Minnesota. So it doesn't really matter where you want to send them. A, a good quarterback with a good agent can manipulate where he wants to go pretty quick. Um, you know, it, it's – if Green Bay wants to trade A-Rod and, and they trade him for, you know, the 13th pick to the Jets or they trade him for the seventh pick to the Raiders, you know, then Green Bay has two first-round picks and then they can start dictating to people. They would have seven and 15, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's my point is there's going to be a lot of dominoes falling here. That once the trades start, they're not going to stop, you know. I think what, do you do, uh, what do you do in Tampa? Move. Who? What are you doing in Tampa? You you gonna rock with you gonna rock with rebuild. you gonna rock with Trask? We'll just rebuild. They're, they'll win five games next year, maybe. But I do you can't. keep do you keep Trask or do you make a move for a Q? I fuck, I don't know. I mean, you can you can play Trask and give them the reins immediately, but they're not a quarterback away. They're they've got big time holes on that roster. So and they're aging and they're old and they're capped out it's like they white makes a ton of money david makes a ton of money 
Mike Evan makes a ton of money. Ryan Jensen makes a ton of money. Like, you know, the left tackle makes a ton of money. Everybody on the team is paid. So that is the, they got their Super Bowl. Brady's gone. It's time to blow it up, and they will. Tampa Bay is going to blow everything up and rebuild. All right. For the Rams fans in the chat and the Rams fans that are blowing me up, what are the what can the Rams do to get back to relevancy? I mean, they don't even they don't have a first round pick this year, so it the Rams need to be healthy. Number one, if you put Stafford and Cup and you know Aaron Donald and Bobby Wagner, who played his ass off last year for a bad football team, you put everybody on there healthy. Wagner's the gone though. Wagner's leaving. Oh, he's he's not going to come back. Yeah, he just said he's gone. He's not. They're not uh, resigning him, and he's saying he's trying to find the best spot. They're talking about Seattle again, possibly, and they're no. talking about they're talking about some other places like the Eagles. Well, the other three, if you're looking at Donald Cup and and Stafford, if they're healthy and they can find a left tackle, then you'd have to think that they're going to be a competitive football team in the division. If they're not healthy, then they're going to be what they were last year. And the and, and Jalen Ramsey's putting out cryptic tweets about yeah, going man. to Detroit. He's shit gone. like, huh? He's gone. You think Jalen's gone? I think Jalen's the one of the four that they will get rid of first. Yes, because I, I think once three of the four are gone, McVay will leave. If that let me ask sense. you, let me ask your your opinion on. I I I define. Tell me if you think I'm wrong. I define that when we argue, there arguments are uh opinions i believe opinions are arguments i believe debates have a little facts to them i don't believe we debate unless it comes down to football uh we argue because that's our professional opinions i think people get twisted i think we argue all the time like these are arguments because there are opinions but when we debate it's because it's facts and we're talking about facts remember this too people are pussies and like if they see us arguing over something, they get emotionally affected by our, like you and I disagreeing with each other emotionally affects them somehow, which is crazy as fuck to me. I don't understand. How, how emotionally you- affect someone that, that has to be the softest shit I've ever yeah. heard in my entire life. Emotionally. Like I'm emotionally affecting someone that I don't know because they think I'm mad at you or you're mad at me. And they're going to walk around all day like, I can't believe Matt and JB don't like each other. And I, you're my boy. Fuck you. <laughs> Hold on, though. Is it, is it maybe because of shit like this? Oh, my God. What the fuck am I watching? What am I watching? What did you just put on the book? That bitch slapped his ass and bent him over. That's what. That's who our men are now, Matt. Our men get bent over and get their ass ate. Why did you show me that right before I got off the fucking show? I I had to show you that. I had to show you that because that is who we are now. That is who we are now. And even that right now, just to just to like walk that out of. Hold on, that's not Pornhub. That's just like regular at a club, by the way. I have something to wash my brain. That's uh, that's scoring. Well, what about this one? When we fight now, we do this. this? Did he just goose him? That's a fight. That's how we jump people now. 
Okay, I got to go, bro. I don't know what you're talking about on your show right now, but I don't like it. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> all right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to get your take on two things. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson comes out and says that he, uh, they say that he tried to get Pete Carroll fired. What do you think? Yes. You agree? You think that was real? Yeah, absolutely. I, look, when everybody on your team despises you after you're done playing with them, Go find one of those really good players back in the day that wants to hang out with Russ. And you, and I know for a fact that he tried to get Schottenheimer fired and he tried to get, uh, who was the dude for the, the Super Bowls? Uh, Bevel, Daryl Bevel was the OC, tried to get him fired. He's always at odds with his quarterback coaches because he thinks he's fucking like quarterback guru guy. He's not, he can't just play a role and be a good quarterback in a system he needs to be the fucking guy <laughs> which is hilarious to me bro like all right so you think it happened all right uh let me ask oh, you this. yes i believe it happened 100 let me ask you this xfl uh second week in totality is completion completed um what's your take so far in the xfl uh, i watched the first week um when i turned on the fucking tv the other day and they were having a game in a rodeo stadium i i had to turn it off on principle I mean, you're in Las Vegas. What the fuck are you doing at a rodeo stadium? I posted it. I did a tweet about it. I, I, you're the rock, bro. You're the bro, rock. Like, for real, there's there's UNLV stadium that no one plays in anymore. You've got they have a, they have a center out there in Summerlin. They have a complete complex that's nicer than that. Isn't How about just play at Bishop Gorman High School? Gorman's in Vegas. Yes. Why aren't you playing there? That place is fucking gorgeous. So, I I just I I hope it works out. I guess, but after. I don't know, bro. I, I, I don't know. I, I'd like to think it's going to work, but it, it's not like I was eager to watch the XFL this weekend either. So maybe I'll give it another chance next week. And I'm, I, I got to be honest, man. I'm be, right now than the XFL. I, I got to be honest before you get out of here, though. The if the NFL's quarterback play was below what it is, NFL ratings would be shit. And the XFL, the bottom line is there's not enough good quarterback play to go around three leagues. When the USFL starts, we're going to even have lesser quarterbacks than what we're seeing right now in Paxton Lynch, who hasn't done anything. He might be the biggest bust ever with Ryan Leaf and fucking, uh, you know, he's the only quarterback to be drafted by everybody. No shit, because he's horrible. Yeah, Jamarcus Russell's the biggest bust ever, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. He's up there. Hey, I appreciate you as always, man. And uh, and fuck you. Yep, fuck you too. Have a good day. Later. Later. Um, very interesting. Um, yeah, we're not even started, man. I gotta. We got some. Uh, we got some twerking to do. We got Megan the Stallion teaching folks how to ride dick. Three, four, five, six. Left foot goes over the body. I'm staying low. Turning around. Oh, okay. And I'm gonna go this way. Hold the fuck up, dog. Let's just the hold the fuck up. Did they just say, oh, when that bitch got up on one leg and turned around, is that an invented? Should she reinvent the wheel on riding dick? Hold a second. Let me let me hold on a second. Can we see this again? Two, three. Four, five, six. Left foot goes over the body. I'm staying low. Turning around. Oh, 
turning around. Mediocrity is the new excellence. Mediocrity is the new excellence, homie. You only get it right here on this show. You get the real shit. You get the real shit. Um, we got dick riders. We got a bunch of bitch-made cats. Your dick is inverted, Ravens flock. My mom would turn you down, bitch boy. The fuck out of here. My mama didn't even want to, come on, zipper dick. My mom wouldn't even fuck with you. Little wee wee having that small dick syndrome. People say dumb shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Because they're protected by Twitter and YouTube, and you know, we know the deal. Um, a lot of weird shit going on, man. I'm just being honest. We got a lot of fucked up shit, but I don't believe there's anything worse than what's being taught in America in school and if you haven't seen this video this is what's being taught we won't teach black history we won't teach real history other than like the fake history we're teaching but we can teach this take a listen i was in the library and this book was on a stand i'd like to read you a page my back over my hips as i asked if we should take off take her clothes off and he's saying yes before I finish my sentence he's pulling off my t-shirt laughing like I can't undo his shirt buttons he's undoing my belt I'm reaching into his bedside drawer for a condom we're kissing again we're rolling over obviously you can see where this is going I don't know if it's because we're feeling especially emotional or just tired or this past couple of weeks have been too much but this reminds me so much of the first time we had sex we were both fucking terrified, and the whole thing was kind of terrible. Sixth grade. We didn't know what we were doing, but it was good too, so good, because we were a mess of emotions. Hold up, listen to the teacher right here, the fat fucking weirdo teacher right here. That what she said. It was kind of terrible. Sixth grade. We didn't know what. This we were is doing, great. But it was good too, so good, because we were a mess of emotions, and we were scared and excited, and, and everything felt new. So this sort of thing, this sort of feels like that. Nick touches me, like he's scared of that any minute. Now, this book was at my middle school, and it was on a stand. When I rented it out to show my dad it, uh, the librarian asked if I wanted more and if I wanted a graphic novel version. Dog, I, I, I'm just telling you, bro. You can rent that out. At the library. Courtney Libs, you want to try that on me? Hey, if, if you're a female and you're real, shit, I take on all comers, short, fast, skinny, and tall. Um, huh, dog, we have some really, we're really fucked up in America right now. I'm just telling you. Uh, we're really fucked up. We got a lot of fucked up shit going on right now. Uh, I, I got to be honest. We, we got a lot of fucked up shit going on. I, I got to be real. We got the condoms that are, that are for anal use now. All right. We're promoting that. All right. We got that. But I got to bring, I got to get you some real shit real quick. I got to talk about this because I'm the one that went out on a, le on a ledge. I'm the one that went out 
and said some shit that people don't want to discuss. And what was that, JB? I said, why aren't we looking into the marijuana as far as injuries, rehab, just pure, just mediocrity, lazy, NBA, NFL, all-time highs, injuries, recovery time. I said, why aren't we looking into manufactured marijuana as another possible risk for youth having heart attacks? I've literally said this, and guess what? Look at what has happened. Let's take a look. Using marijuana every day increases the risk of developing heart disease, a study presented by the American College of Cardiology found. But what do I know? I just want to bring this up to you again. But what do I know? I've been telling you, this ain't marijuana that y'all are smoking. This ain't the same marijuana that we smoked 30 years ago. This is not the same Taco Bell food 30 years ago. What is in this shit is unknown. And you're telling me that you don't think that... No, I didn't believe Daily Loud. I believed the American College of Cardiology, which I looked up to make sure they were legit before I fucking shared the picture. And I'm just telling you, if you do a some research, they're looking at what the chemicals are that make you the flavored fucking weed that y'all are smoking every day. Hey, Mac. I would bet Mac, who smokes weed, I, Mac's in the chat. Mac smokes weed, I bet. Like, real weed. He ain't worried about having a heart attack. I think he smokes regular weed. He ain't smoking this fucking pineapple shit. He may, I don't know. But I bet you that the mixture in the chemical that these people are smoking in vape pens and all this other shit, mixed with all the other shit that's happening, is something to look into. I'm still not saying it's true. I'm still not saying it's... I'm banking my life on it. I'm just saying, why aren't we looking into it more? And maybe it is the shot. Maybe it is the weed. Maybe it is the food. Maybe it's a lot of shit. But just to say it's one thing is ignorant. I think you need to fucking broaden your horizons and look into it a bit more. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So... It is what it is. True Pac, you already know it's different. Uh, everyone I everyone I know knows it's different. So Mike Evans said, marijuana smoke versus tobacco, which is more dangerous? Can somebody that has this fucking degree explain the difference? <laughs> Can somebody... With a fucking degree and some common sense, explain the difference, what you do with tobacco. So what am I doing right now on this show, Mike Evans? Or whatever fuck name is. Do you inhale this right here? 
Is it great for you? Probably not. I don't believe anything we do for recreation is good for you. Alcohol is not good for you. I drink here and there. Smoking cigars, probably not good for you. So smoking cigarettes that have a filter in it that you inhale, we know is not good for you. But I'd rather not inhale something such as a loose leaf, real exact hand rolled tobacco leaf, not inhaling this over inhaling some manufactured weed into my lungs and bloodstream. I would much rather do this and have a shot at living doing this than smoking and inhaling your shit. I'm just going to keep it real. Let's just be real. So if you got a degree in some type of common sense, you know you're not inhaling this. Because if I was inhaling this this whole show, I'd fucking be dead on the ground right now throwing up. So if you don't know that, then you're just not very smart. So before you ask dumb questions, do a little research first. Now, having said that, I will be on Jason Whitlock's show today. Clap it up. I will be on the Whitlock show and I'm sure we're going to have a great conversation. Disagreements create great conversation and uh, don't miss it today. I'll be on the Whitlock show today for everyone that was asking. Um, So I'll be back at it. Uh, Don't trip. We'll be back at it and I'm sure we'll have a good conversation and we'll see how it goes. Um, Dame Lillard scores 71 points. And now I'm sure everybody's going to anoint him as the greatest thing since sliced bread. But again, I'm going to say this. Mediocrity is the new excellence. You guys think he came back after missing so many games to play. I say that let's look at Kobe's 81. Let's look at Kobe's 70s. Let's look at Kobe's points when he scored 50 plus 10 10 times in a row. They were all in back-to-back games. They were all playing consecutive. They were all playing. Jordan did the same. Larry Bird did the same. All these motherfuckers did the same. We load manage now. We take days off, and then we'll have a fucking big game. He's, he get he got hot. He hit 12 threes. He lit it up. We know Dame's a hell of a scorer and shooter. He's actually one of the few both multifaceted guys. He can score and he can shoot, whereas other a lot of guys are scorers but not great shooters. Dame and Steph Curry are both great scorers and great shooters. Dame scores 71. Uh, Donovan Mitchell scored 71 this year. Um, I got to be real. I got to be honest. Why is it that we see the scoring going up in a league that plays zero defense, that allows you to score, that – wants to be your buddy they want to be your buddies and you guys are 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 anointing them as some of the greatest players of all time so i'm just i'm just curious you guys are anointing these motherfuckers as if they're the greatest players of all time dog dog dallas lost last night and celebrated like they won the fucking championship i mean let's just be real that's a guy who lost. That's a guy who lost. These guys lost. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. They lost. And you see how happy they were? Come on, man. 
You guys think that these guys are doing some shit that we've never seen? And everybody's scoring 70 now. Motherfuckers are scoring. Luca has 60 the other day. Donovan Mitchell, 71. Dame, 71. Dog, we're scoring. We got motherfuckers that aren't even big-time players yet. This, this, this kid in New Jersey, Brooklyn, scored 50 back-to-back. We don't even know. We didn't even know who he was. But you guys are so enamored by a 71-point game now in a load management league where we now know mediocrity is the new excellence. Let's just keep it real. Just say that. Just say, yeah, you know, he's scoring 71 in a mediocre fucking league. The, the NFL plays in fucking flag football now. So, you know, our, our pole ball is a flag football game. Let that sink in. Cam Thomas, I mean, you know. Uh, Brittany Griner's back in the headlines as she takes the court. She shaved her head. She looks exactly like Ben Simmons. Um, she looks exactly like Ben Simmons. It's actually uh, a thing out there on social media how, how much she looks like Ben Simmons. Um, it's fucking comical. Uh, if you haven't seen that, go look at that shit. It's actually hilarious. I went to the Glazer Clinic. If you guys are football coaches and coaches and you know what the Glazer Clinic is, it used to be real reputable. It used to have a, a lot of attendance, a, a, attendees, a lot of a lot of engagement, a lot of quality speakers. Uh, no offense. To, I, I don't mean to offend anybody. I, I commend the speakers this weekend at the Glazer that I went to. I didn't go listen to anyone. I'm just looking at, off the optical on the paper who spoke. And it's not going to jump me into a clinic. Like, the speakers aren't going to get me there. I'm just going to tell you. I went there to drink and hang out with my boys. I did not go to the clinic. I'm done with that, right? We know that. But I was overwhelmed with suggestions and requests that, would you please speak at the Glazer Clinic? Well, I talked to the Glazer Clinic months ago, and... They were like, Coach, would you reach out to this guy named Alan? He's, he books the speakers. So as a PR move, and my management team thought it would be good, and I love speaking. I love giving out insights to people if I can and help coaches. I, 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 I went and talked to the guy, and he never responded back and never, never engaged, and so I didn't speak. But the entire clinic who wanted to meet me and hang out and chill, and I, I love talking to coaches and, and, and giving back anytime I can, they were like, why the fuck can't you speak? We'd all stay here. We're out of here. We're leaving. So we, we reached out to Glazer yesterday and told them, especially a lot of coaches that I know reached out to Glazer and complained how bad of a clinic it was. I've never been to the Glazer in Costa Mesa, Irvine, California, wherever you want to call it. Every year it's there. I've been there for 20 years straight. It was the emptiest I've ever seen it. Now, I ha we had bad weather here in California, but that it's inside. It's not like we're outside in a tent. It was the worst clinic I've ever been a part of. It was a mockery. It was a joke. The speakers were very, very uninviting. You don't want to go. Last year, at least, you had Sark as a headliner. You had Noel Mazzoni as a headliner. You had some guys that actually, Mike Martz. This year, you have a 28-year-old tight end coach at Arizona State. Like, who's going to go see him as the headliner? And you had a lot of high school coaches speaking. And it just goes to show you 
that the head coach at Citrus Community College, where my friends coach at, they went 11 and 0. He's a 28 year old head coach who went 11 and 0. And he did not get invited to speak. But the coach that he beat in the bowl game, who he beat out in a bowl game and beat for the conference championship, did speak. Again, mediocrity is the new excellence. You know, I spoke at the Glazer years ago when I had a decent season. I was seven and three as a head coach, and I was invited to speak. And then we go 10 and one or whatever and win a bowl game, first bowl game in school history, finished second in the nation in Juco at Indy, and I'm not invited to speak. So, like, it's all perception. Perception's reality. And, and these guys pick and choose who they want to speak. And they don't realize that they need people to keep the fan base and the attendance up. They don't, they can go on YouTube now as coaches and go clinic on YouTube for free. You can go on YouTube and pull up videos on any position coach you want. But why is it that people that run these things, why are they so blinded? with ignorance why are presidents and ad's hiring the same old people and recycling the same losers the same fake fucks who can't retain players who can't recruit for shit why are we hiring these people it's the same reason we have speakers speak at a fucking shitty clinic because we don't understand what moves the needle. Moving the needle, the needle is what drives the almighty dollar. What keeps people engaged? What pe keeps people coming back for more? They don't want to see. No offense. I love. There's there's some fucking phenomenal high school football coaches out here. There's some phenomenal college coaches. We know. We we get it. But if you don't have a headliner. No one's going to show up to find the needle in the haystack. What does that mean, coach? Well, if you have Sark come up and show up, and then you have a guy that's a 28-year-old head coach speak who went 11-0, and 0, now people will be like, damn, this guy was really, really good. But I came to see Sark. Well, if you don't have Sark on the thing, or if you don't have a Saban or a big-name guy, then when you look at the speakers and you see X, Y, and Z on here, you're not going to see them. You're going to go see the headliner, just like it, it, at a car dealership, and you're not going to buy a car. You're not going to look at a car and window shop to see a 19, uh, a 2023 Honda Civic. You want to go see the Lamborghini. And then maybe you can sell this motherfucker a lesser, in, a Tesla. I don't get why people can't fucking understand this. Like, get the sex appeal there and find a gym. Find a hidden gym in the midst of the sexy speaker, the sexy car, the sexy job. There's diamonds in the rough everywhere, but they don't go find them unless there's a fucking gym of fucking gyms. And that's just what it is. There was no headliner. It was a horrible fucking clinic. And... Should have had my ass speak. Guarantee you that motherfucker would have been packed. Guarantee you would have had some fucking people engaged. I guarantee you wouldn't have went boring as fuck. 
I bet you the bar would have been a fucking much better scene than five motherfuckers sitting around. But what do I know? What do I know? I don't know nothing. Uh, I'll be on Whitlock later on today. Um, make sure you tune into that. Uh, Jake Paul got his first ass whooping. He got beat by Fury. Uh, if you guys watched the fight, I did not. I don't know shit about it. I don't watch it. I thought he was a YouTuber that turned fucking boxer. I don't think it was such a big time fucking thing. Um, but um, he got beat. You guys may have watched the fight. Apparently, he lost in a decision. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know shit about either one of them. So all I know is that Diaz came out on Twitter and talked shit about his little brother. His little brother was on the show or uh, in the stands talking shit uh, to Fury. And I, you know, trust me, this is what they do. This is how they became multimillionaires. They were YouTubers who did controversial shit. We know controversy sells, so of course you're gonna do that. And, and, and they became, I guess, decent boxers or fucking fighters or whatever. But everyone said once they started fighting real guys that they probably weren't going to win. And, and he fought this mid-level guy and didn't even, couldn't beat him. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, but he made a shitload of money. I don't think he really gives a fuck. I'm sure he wanted to win, but. I don't know. Um, Jason Kidd says the Mavericks have to grow up after blowing a big lead versus the Lakers. And then they show great happiness after the loss. Um, common denominator here, maybe it's Kyrie Irving. Why does every coach say we need to grow up that has Kyrie Irving on it? I'm curious. Why is every show, or every shit show organization that has Kyrie Irving on it, Minus LeBron's season in Cleveland. Why does every coach say we need to grow up that Kyrie Irving's on? Has, has, has people not fucking looked through the fucking tinted windows and see the real? Have you not seen the real? The real is this cat's a shitbird. He's a cancer. And he don't give a fuck if he wins, dog. You've already paid him all the money. Why does he need to worry about winning? Kyler Murray don't need to worry about winning. You've already paid him the money. Deshaun Watson don't need to He beat you. He beat the system. Come on, man. He beat the system. You paid him already. That is why I'm a Lamar Jackson advocate for getting paid. At least the motherfucker hasn't shown too many shitbird characteristics. He did it towards the end of the last year when he didn't play and show up to the playoff game. I lost a lot of respect for him when I'm not going to the playoff game. If I was a teammate, I would have never, ever forgave him for that. Similar to what Steven Jackson said about LeBron not playing after he broke the, the, the all-time scoring record. I would have had a problem with him not showing up to play the next day. Now you want to make it all about you. You break the record, but then you don't play for four games. And then the first game back in the all-star game, because you guys said you were hurt, you throw a fucking ball off the backboard, dunk over Jason Tatum. Like, come on, you're, you're not hurt, motherfucker. You just wanted it to be about you. 
It was your time. I want four days off to let everyone gloat and every or not gloat, everyone enamored by the scoring record and everyone praised me. I'm the king. It's all about me. That is what we live in now. We live in that fucking era. Anoint me. I'm the best. Lamar Jackson is not worth the money, but he is deserving of the money because the Sean Watson, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray has gotten the same bag. So Lamar deserves the bag. Doesn't mean he's worth the bag, but he's deserved the bag, period. But that's why, you know, um, I guarantee you, Kyler, I guarantee you Kyrie Irving leaves Dallas. What do you mean? You don't think Kyrie Irving's leaving Dallas after the season? Do you think Dallas is sexy enough to keep Kyrie Irving? Fuck no. Kyrie Irving's another about me, me, me. I'm going to go to the L.A. I'm going to be with LeBron. And then LeBron's kid, they'll make a trade for getting his son. LeBron's son will play there. And fucking Kyrie and, and LeBron and I doubt AD's even going to still be there after that by that time. Lakers will be horrible. They'll get Kyrie. They'll get his son in a couple years. And, dog, that's just what it is. That That's just what it is. Um, uh, you know, it is what it is. I, I wouldn't give Lamar $200 million, but I said he's deserving of it. If you're going to pay these shitbirds, then you got to pay Lamar, who's won an MVP at least, right? I mean, that's just my opinion. That's my opinion. So, I mean, I don't know. That's just my opinion on the thing. Um, Dwayne Wade's daughter, Zaya, 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 granted legal name and gender change by the judge. Is it a daughter? I hate to be wrong here. I hate to be wrong. Um, is it his daughter or is his son? I'm confused. Is it a made-up human? It's a made-up human, right? Let's just say it's a made-up human. It's his son, now daughter. <laughs> now, you can't make this shit up, homie. How is it your son now daughter? Does, does that even make fucking sense? Does that even fucking make sense? It's my son now daughter. How how, how does that even make sense? Uh, dog, uh, come on, man. I'm fucking, it's just, it's a made up human. Let's be real, okay? It's a made up human. Um, Marcellus Wiley came out, talked about Jamel Hill. You know, he, he's, he's, he's good with Jamel. He knows Jamel Hill. Uh, and, and uh, you know, Jamel Hill came out and kind of went after Marcellus Wiley because he said he wouldn't let his son or daughter play with made-up humans. And he said, I'm sticking to it. And I can't commend Marcellus enough for having a platform and a voice to his size to come out and say what he did. I, I love Marcellus's new platform. I love what he's doing. If you guys aren't following Marcellus's show here on YouTube or uh, his podcast, go follow Marcellus. Um, 
He's calling people out. He's calling out names like Corrupt, the song once said. Calling out names. I love it. Uh, and then you got people like Jamel Hill defending. Oh, why would you say that? What do you mean, why would I say that? Because I don't want my daughter playing with a guy who was born with a dick. It ain't fucking right. It ain't biomechanically correct. It ain't fucking fair. And we know life ain't fair, but guess what? There are some things that are fucking right and some things that are wrong. And fucking playing girls in a girls league or sport, playing against men who are now women, is bullshit. They're made up fucking humans. Fuck out of here, man. Fuck out of here with that shit. No, we shouldn't. Men should play with men. Females should play with females. If you want my personal opinion... You want to be PC here? You want JB to be PC, which I'm never going to do? If you want the made-up humans to play, then create a made-up human league. Create a made-up human league, and you take that league, and you take all the made-up humans, and you have a made-up human wrestling league. You have a made-up human basketball league. You have a made-up human football league. You have a made-up human swimming league. You have a made-up human tennis league. You have a made-up human, human cheer competition league. Because for the most part, cheer has always been what we call a... The, the, cheer was never classified as a sport for years and years and years. It used to be classified as a club. Now, I'm just telling you. I'm not telling you what I believe. I'm telling you what it is. The facts are that... My mic's out. You hear me? Can you hear me now? My bad. Um, I don't know what happened to the, the mic. Um, my bad. I must have been shut. I must have cut it off because now I'm on the uh, now I'm on my my wireless mic. So I apologize. I, I gotta. I guess I can't fold it. That motherfucker won't work. Um, but the the made up humans should have its own league. And why can't that be? Maybe YouTube banned me or something. I don't know. Why can't we cut out? Why can't we create a made-up human league? I, I don't get it. Made-up humans, man. That's, you know, it, 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 if YT gets a hold of made-up humans and starts uh, banning me for that, then fuck. We know where we're at in America. We're fucked. But, yeah, I might have pissed off YT. But, you know, uh, made-up humans should have their own league, man. I'm just being honest. Let's just let's create an, a, a made-up human league. And uh, we'll go from there. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. Um, no, nah, I don't think so. It's supposed to last like five, eight, six hours, this mic. So I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. It's, we're still test trialing this out in here in the new studio. I'll, I'll go back into into the office here and there and, and, and make sure that the, it's a hardwired connection, you know, different shit like that. But, um, but you know, we're, we're figuring this out. We're figuring the lighting out, the camera angles. We're figuring out all the stuff. Um, 
I like it. I like it, but it's uh I like the situation in here. It's nice, comfortable, smoke a stick, you know. Sean Salisbury and I will do last chance Q. We'll do it in the office. Uh we'll do it in the office because we'll have uh we'll have the the DV sport obviously to show film. So you don't want my kidney, Jim Morrison. Shit. You don't want my kidney. Sounds better in the office. Yeah. I probably because we're working on this wireless mic, man, because I can walk around and I can do shit like that. So, you know, it is what it is. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. You know, I like it in here chilling. Um, we'll figure out, you know, how, how it works. We'll probably be in the office tomorrow uh, morning, by the way. We'll probably be in the office. Um, but I've been listening to it. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't sound too much different to me. Uh, I can't notice that big of a difference uh, from from the office to here. It doesn't sound like it's that bad of a difference, but uh, we'll see. Some people have hearing problems, I guess. Some people aren't. So uh, Bernie Cerritos, what up? Appreciate you guys. Um, make sure you guys hit the like button before you get out of here for your boy. Do me a favor, pound that like button, subscribe. I need more likes and comments, man. So it engages the traffic, uh, in the, in the algorithm. So make sure you guys pound that like button for me and subscribe. Yeah. Some people are picky about everything. You, you know, it sounds better in there. Turn up the mic. Uh, yeah. How about you guys turn your volume up? How about this? If I turn my volume up, is that louder? Can you hear me now better? I just turned the volume up on the mic. How's that sound? Is that better? I just turned the mic up. How about that? Does the mic sound better? My boy Pat Perez, shout out. Uh, I'm going to go to Tucson in a couple weeks and see him play March 16th through the 19th. I'll be in Tucson for the live. Uh, he almost aced the hole. He almost ate a hole in one to part three yesterday. Uh, he, he played pretty decent. The aces, the four aces, they lost. To the crushers, I believe it was on. It was on TV, so if you if you didn't watch it, go watch the live golf tournament. Uh, they did a they did a pretty good job um, showing that. I, I got to finally see it on TV. It wasn't on YouTube TV, so that was cool. Um, now it's way too loud, huh? Shit. All right, I turned it back down. So we got to figure out the. We're gonna figure it out. Uh, my boy Enix gonna come down and help me out. We're gonna figure out. We're gonna figure it out. So, like I said, appreciate everybody um, hitting the like button, subscribing, become a member. Uh, if you're not a member, become one. And if you're not a member of the Discord Slap Nation, do that as well. We're over there on Slap Nation, Coach's Crew. Check it out. Come through and. Uh, Hey, man, we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow's a doubleheader. We got this show in the morning, and we got Last Chance Q. Sean Salisbury and I, we're going to try to get Jim McMahon on, a couple other people. Best dollar 99 you can spend. I appreciate you guys hitting that like button, subscribing, becoming a member, man. And uh, like I said, we'll be back tomorrow. Um, God willing, no weather balloons hit, no aliens invade. And uh, no made-up humans take over the planet. Appreciate everybody. I'll see you guys on the other side. Much love. Peace.
Es que no se pegue, ¿por qué se pega?